This is the MLW Radio Network. Good evening. How are you? Hope everyone is doing well. My name is Mike Freeland. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material Live. It is Tuesday night. I am joined, as always, by the Rid. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, uh, boss. How you doing? You know what? I have no complaints whatsoever. I might be talking a little fast because I I literally was kind of like comatose a little bit, and I just had some Red Bull right now. So I feel like I could probably go out and cut my grass three or four times. Uh, maybe put up a shed i feel i feel really good i feel really good and you look overhyped i do well you know what here's the deal i'm very overhyped because we have somebody on tonight that i'm very excited to have on somebody that i i look up to um coming from like a journalistic background myself um loving journalism loving wrestling at the same time this individual has kind of melded those two worlds together for me and i am on the website probably Honestly, probably more than any other person that I know. So, I'm very excited. It is uh, Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Gary, and uh, I can't wait to hear about how Wrestling Inc. started, everything behind it. Um, what was the, what do they even refer to it as? The the genesis of how the website itself came about and his involvement with wrestling. So, we're very, very excited. But, uh, 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 I'm really excited because Wrestling Inc., in my opinion is the only place to go if you want to know the real stories, the real truth. You know, there's no third party. There's no this. Raj gets the job done, and he he brings you the truth and nothing but the truth. Well, I, I also love the fact that all the different um, the writers, uh, the journalists, I can actually reach out to them as well if I want to have a follow-up question or something to that nature. So it's just really good. It's, it's something that I pride myself in. I even let Raj know. I said... I do use a ton of these stories and I mentioned, Hey, you know, the story comes from wrestling Inc. And, uh, it, it really motivates our show and, and helps us going when we do around the horn. So, uh, you know what, without further ado, let's go ahead and let's bring him in himself. Uh, Mr. Raj Gary, Raj, how you doing, buddy? Hey guys, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for carving out some time and joining us this evening. Ah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, wrestling Inc has been something it's been a part of, of my, daily routine like my coffee every morning and i know so many people that is the go-to place to get their information so let me first start and ask you is how did how did wrestling inc come about you know it actually came about in uh in the 90s um i was in engineering school i went to this engineering school here at in colorado called the colorado school of mines hated it i hated what i was doing and then um one weekend my my now wife by then girlfriend she was out of town and i didn't feel like partying so i was like i just you know i've been seeing this website stuff i, I would call it the http stuff back then because i didn't know what it was <laughs> and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pick this up and learn it and so uh there was this company called geocities back in the in that in those days where you could get a free Indeed. website so i went signed up and 
you know, I, when, when I was picking a topic, I had just gotten really back into wrestling. And, you know, this was the Monday Night Wars were going. NWO hadn't quite started yet. Uh, so it was it was an exciting time. And so I was like, hey, there's my topic. I'm just going to give my thoughts. And I created a, you know, really basic page. And the next day I had like seven hits. And I was just, I was like, oh, my God, seven people <laughs> went to check out something I did. That's amazing to me. And I just got hooked, and uh, it just kind of grew from there. Originally, it was more what we call a blog today, but just kind of what's going on, where I think it's going. And, you know, a lot of the stuff in wrestling, especially WWF at that time, was more predictable. You know, WCW really started to change. And uh, so I'd, I'd get a lot of stuff right just with my predictions of, of where stuff is going. And just built a following that way and then started doing interviews and just kind of grew from there, but I never thought it would be a full-time gig. I always thought it was just a way to learn web development, you know, kind of try it out and then, you know, get a real job, I guess. So, yeah. And well, here it's... here I am. It's going to be 25 years next year uh, with the Wrestling Inc. domain. It's 25 years this year uh, since I got involved in this space. So, yeah, it's neat. <laughs> It's, it's incredible to know how you can take something that you're passionate about. And we've talked about this a lot on the show, especially when we uh, interviewed Chris Van Vliet. When you're passionate about something, if you're driven about something, you can make it happen. And 25 years later, I mean, one of the most successful, once again, in my opinion, the most successful news outlet there is when it comes to wrestling stories and, and wrestling news. Um let me ask you this. How did you first come up with, with creating a staff for something like that? Was that something where you just kind of reached out to people you knew? Yeah, back then, um, I did a lot of the writing myself at the beginning. And I wasn't really a writer, but I, I, I read enough that I knew how to formulate, you know, uh, the structure of an article and, and uh, you know, just, and, and, you know, I've taken English classes and stuff like that. But I wasn't in journalism school, I was, you know, and so my goal was always to hire journalists. And... Um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, people would ask me, I would go on, you know, sites like RSPW and, you know, throw stuff out like, hey, we're looking for writers. And, and yeah, we got some really cool ones over the years. You know, Court Bauer, he, he wrote for the site early on. Yes. He, he now runs MLW. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's pretty wild looking back on it. And, and we were also excited to be in this space. It was the wild, wild west. It was, you know, it wasn't big yet, the internet. It was... Um, people were still figuring it out. So I think everyone just wanted to get involved any way they could. And it wasn't about the money. It was just about the being a big wrestling fan. And it's this new world is out there. And it was just super exciting. When did you realize that, hey, we've kind of made it. We've, we've kind of made our dent. We've made our mark in the, in the wrestling uh, industry as far as people starting to talk about things. We often hear about the stories about the wrestlers talking about what well, they look at the PWI, where do I fall in the rankings and the after mags um, and everybody goes to their phone after their matches are over and whatnot. So when did you feel like, Oh wow, somebody just recognized this or somebody was starting to talk about this. This is feeling pretty good. Yeah. yeah kind of early on in the first, first year when I started getting interviews, you know, Spike Dudley, I remember emailing with Rob Van Dam back then to, you know, just get an interview. And it's like, Whoa, he, he knows my site, and I remember Bobby the Brain Heenan had a website, and on his website at the bottom was a link to us. He only had like four or five links on there, and that just wow. blew my mind. And uh, yeah, so it, probably in the first couple of years, but I still didn't think it was something I could do full time. And you know, I kind of went and 
did the wrestling site became a side gig for a while and you know i did other stuff on the side web development i started another site uh that that grew and it was uh pretty successful early on so it was uh yeah it was it was pretty early on i'd say as far as uh realizing that this thing could be bigger than than what it is well, starting off, you know, early on in the infancy, what was some of your favorite stuff to, you know, write about? You know, uh, in the infancy, I mean, that's when the NWO started kicking off and the, the war really was heating up. So it was just, it was fun. It wasn't like, um, I don't know, it wasn't uh, a lot of, there, there was a lot of negative. I mean, you know, if, if Twitter existed back then, I think it would be even worse. I mean, during the Monday Night Wars, yes, it'd be it way worse than what we're seeing now with WWE and AEW. I mean, it was you know it was a bloodbath between WWF and WCW, uh, but it was just such an exciting time. And you know, anywhere I'd go, you'd see some wrestling shirts, and you it was you were feeling like you were watching something that is really catching fire again, and that was exciting because I haven't really felt that since you know since 1999-2000 so when it comes to some of your writers and, and a lot of them have been around for for quite a while who were some of the people who've been with you uh for the longest would you say as far as your journalists um mark middleton he's fantastic he's love reading mark stuff yeah I mean, and the way he can do the coverages like right now he's doing nxt and just so detailed and so fast and, and you know staying accurate and and he, he he's amazing. So Mark Mark's there. Nick Hausman, who's who's great. He does daily interviews on the Wrestling Inc. Daily, and I mean just the the guests we've had this year. You know, it's been great. Steve Austin, uh, Ric Flair. I thought this was super cool to me. Uh, you know, when I first started w- watching wrestling in eighties, but having Mister T, and just wow. it, you know, just to get his insight on the first WrestleMania and what really. His feud with Piper was like because you know Piper you know would would work a lot in his interviews, and um, so yeah, just all these icons and legends, uh, and you know having Nick is talking to him daily, uh, so it's fantastic. And um, there's a bunch of others. Joshua Gagnon, uh, he's our weekend editor. He he's super busy. We have a lot of uh, new writers. Eric Mutter, who's been doing fantastic. Um, it just so many, so many guys. I, I feel like I'm leaving a bunch out. Bree Coder, Kelly Hallowit. Um, it's just, it's a fantastic team, and I, I feel truly blessed. When it comes to stuff like this, I mean, it's almost like you're. I mean, you are. You're. You're running your own Washington Post or your own New York Times because it never really stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's twenty four seven, and that's the one thing. It, it is. It's a fun business to be in, but you don't really get days off or you can't really take a vacation. You know, you're on vacation, but you're I'm having to check the you know stuff multiple times a day, making sure everything's out and moving and being assigned and, and things like that. So, you know, it's it's almost like running. Gosh, it's hard. It's like a 24 seven restaurant or something. I don't know. Wow. But um, but yeah, at the same time, it is it is a lot of fun. You had mentioned before the uh, the girlfriend, now the the wife. What is her thoughts on wrestling? Because I can tell you this for a fact, uh, at least from the Ritz perspective and mine, and uh, even even Jerry and Mikey's to a certain degree, they're they're kind of not not feeling wrestling. Is the Mrs. 
into it? Like, is she, oh my gosh, or is she just kind of like, I, I support you in whatever you do? Yeah, I mean, she she's super supportive, and she's uh, she helps out with the site as far as, um, you know, all our ad networks and things like that. She does daily reports and things like that. As far as she doesn't actually watch wrestling, she did watch the Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, her and both my daughters, and they loved it, actually. Um, but she used to watch it with me early on, and she, she went with me to a couple of shows. She went with me to WrestleMania a few years ago in New Orleans. Wow. So... She'll go. She knows the top stars. She knows she likes Roman Reigns. Um, she went with me to AEW when they came to Denver. But um, she's not into it. And there was a short time there before WWF started going way over the top with some of their sexuality that she was into it. Like right. uh, when the Bret Hart Stone Cold feud was going on, uh, she really enjoyed it back then. Shawn Michaels was on the rise. But um, yeah, she, she doesn't watch it now. Is there is there a favorite moment you have, um, whether it be sitting down with somebody and having a conversation, just just a moment that you think back on, and you go, yeah, that stands out. That was pretty cool. Uh, gosh, yeah, there's been a few. There was one. Gosh, I think it was like four or five years ago, uh, where we were at doing a press junket for Stone Cold's new show, The Broken's. Uh, gosh, what was that one called? Um, it's the one where they did a bunch of challenges. Right. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the obstacle course. And so we were out there, and we, I thought it was just going to be an interview. You know, we got, we'd got get a little face-to-face time and just talk about the show. But then he's like, come on, let me take you guys on a ride. So we got in his Humvee, and he's, you know, four-wheeling, going up these crazy hills, and I'm in the front with him. And that was wild. That was one of those things that really stood out. Like, it was unlike any experience uh, that I've had. Because uh, usually the interviews are, you know, they are what they are. But that was uh, that was that was pretty wild. When it comes to wrestling, and, and obviously you've been around it for a very long time, and, and is a professional covering it, do you feel like it? Well, obviously we know it's changed in some ways. We, do you think where we are today, it's changed in a good direction, or do you feel like in some ways we've kind of wrestling kind of lost its way to some degree? Uh, there is a, there's a couple of different parts to that. You know, I, I feel like as far as for the safety of the wrestlers and things like that, that, that don't, they don't have to feel like they have to get gigantic and jacked and, and that's not the only criteria that they use anymore. I think in that aspect, it's been great. I think in the storytelling and character aspect, it's been lacking, you know, um, you don't get those memorable promos like you did back in the day. And, and the ones that do, it's, it's guys like Jericho, you know, who have, you know, been around forever. Uh, but I, I think the storytelling is really missing. And uh, as far as two, two larger than life characters involved in a very interesting storyline, like Macho Man and Hogan and Hogan and Andre got me into wrestling. And I mean, that Macho Man's Hogan storyline was just fantastic. Yeah. And it was a year long, you know, uh, slow build and everything made sense. And they got to the payoff and it was just amazing. And, uh, you know, I thought staying with the NWO that whole year and a half where he was doing the Crow thing, I, I thought they botched the actual match. But that, that build yeah, and agree everything. With that. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. And you're just, antis- you know, the anticipation with every episode and every cog in that story. And they're not trying to do too much um, every week. I, I, I feel like that's been missing. And, you know, things change, but at the same time, any good TV show still to this day has those strong stories, and that's what gets people in. And the 
the swerves and the surprises and you know you look at a show like breaking bad or game of thrones there's always some sort of cliffhanger that you know gets you wanting to come back the next week for more and and it gets your mind going like oh which way can they go or are they going this way and you i just feel like you don't get that much with wrestling nowadays as far as that kind of storytelling i was talking to some people uh late last week and they were saying that they feel like the advent of social media has kind of spoiled some things where you and I, when we would just watch it, we were we were only privy to what came on the TV. I mean, prior to the Internet coming about. So we didn't really have a chance to get spoiled by anything. And nowadays it's literally as matches are going on, we have access to this, which I like personally. Mm. Um, do you feel like sometimes that takes away or do you feel like that just kind of fuels people's interest into wanting more? You know, uh, definitely. Um, and I do think, especially when it comes to spoiling surprises, like so-and-so is backstage. And I, I've never been a big fan of those stories, but if it's out there, then, you know, we, we got to post it. It's out there anyway. Sure. Um, but it does, I, I do think it takes the enjoyment out of it. And, um, you know, again, I keep using 90s examples. It would have sucked if I would have known Hulk Hogan was going to be the third man, you know, uh, in advance. And, so I, I do think in that regards it does, but that still doesn't mean you can't craft out good stories. And, you know, Game of Thrones is filmed months in advance and they keep that stuff secret. And, you you know, you they got do. people online, they're speculating and there's theories and you don't know what's true and what's not. Get those stories locked in, have a plan, you know, execute it. And, you know, if people are speculating, someone figures it out, there's probably... 15 other theories out there, so you don't know which one is right, but uh, just, you know, that's no excuse. Social media is not an excuse for lazy storytelling, in my opinion. No, I think you're right. Uh, one thing that I've always been, been thinking about as of late is, you know, with the NFL, um, and even baseball for that matter, free agency is a big deal. Who's going to go where? What's going to happen? Do you feel like from a sports perspective, that's kind of permeated into wrestling as well now? All such and such as contract is coming up. Where are they going to be? Now we know the end of someone's contract. And we almost know, like, is there a 90-day no compete or is it immediate type of deal? For right. me, I like that. Mm -hmm. For me, that feels like it's free agency. It's it's. Do you agree with that same thing? Or do you think that's kind of like something just like the immediate gratification that it happens when it happens. No, I think that I, I think that's, you know, sometimes the wrestling storylines are lacking. So the reality storylines are more, interesting. way more. Yep. Yeah. And so, no, I find that fascinating. And you know, that's, that goes across the board. You see the big stories or where's Aaron Rodgers going to show up and, you know, where is he going to be playing this next season? I mean, that people care about that stuff. And I feel like you almost could use that on TV too. Uh, and, and use that on TV more. Let, People know so-and-so's contract is coming up in a, in a few months and he hasn't re-signed or, you know, someone like that. So in their own head, they're wondering, you know, w what they're going to do with this character. I, I feel like it's it, it makes things way more interesting in that kind of reality. I, I have to ask you this question because this is one of my burning ones. Do you feel like uh, Mr. Grab the Brass Ring is... Uh... It's holding the product back a little bit now. I mean, it, we've seen it over the last several years um, when it comes to being not as in touch with what is going on today. Um, I've noticed that. I almost feel like in some ways the people that are in power, the Triple H's, the Stephanie's or whatnot, 
you're almost kind of hamstrung. You, you know, your hands are tied behind your back because there is somebody who's ultimately in charge. Do you feel like that is is more of the case of Vince himself just doesn't get people anymore these days, and and that's why the product seems to be so difficult. If it doesn't resonate with him, however it resonates with the audience, it still doesn't stick. I do. I I mean, I do think creatively, especially because. Uh, you know, there are people I've heard, um, and even other other journalists that have said like Vince is just has he's just lucked into a spot where he is now. You don't have a successful company for for this long, and and it's just been luck. So he is a brilliant businessman, but part of being a brilliant businessman is also knowing where you're not strong and getting people to fill in. And creatively, he's just not. This product right now is just stale, and it's not exciting. And, you know, talking about, again, cliffhangers, excitement, chaos, um, the stuff that always made wrestling hot. It's none of that is there right now. It's just the same matches more more or less every week and the same storylines repeated, not just once a year, but every every month. You know, the tag champions, they face off the number one contenders week after week in singles matches and and then they lose in non-title matches. And it's just the same build over and over and over again. So I, and I, I just think if you if the ratings and everything is showing you that the popularity has been declining year after year, and Vince set, flat out says it on the investors' calls that you know they're he, he makes excuses, but he knows that their popularity has been declining. Then it's on you to fix that problem and put in people that can handle the creative and step back, let them do their job, and if it's not improving, switch it out. But at least. Give them the opportunity and stay out because clearly what you are supervising is not working right now. So, well, yes. Well, before the pandemic hit, pretty much WWE was only like the major company. Then all of a sudden, Indies were getting hot. Uh, AEW was starting to, you know, really catch fire. NWA. Like, how did that make you feel that all of a sudden you got all these different companies all, try, you know, catching fire at the same time? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, you know, AEW obviously is, is kind of on a different level from those other companies, but um, I really love the stuff NWA was doing in those studio shows and really taking it back old school with their promos. I really love the promos that they had on that show. But it's kind of one of those things that before AEW came, you had New Japan that was kind of hot. ROH seemed to be getting more and more traction. And now AEW's here, and they're the the hottest we've seen a promotion probably since WCW. But at the same time, New Japan is kind of scaled back. ROH has been scaled back. Um, it's kind of like all the interest that was in a lot of the other companies has kind of just went straight to AEW. And um, so it, 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 I, I don't know. It, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just what I've noticed uh, over the past couple of years. But um, it, you know, I think having the alternatives for fans is great. I'd like to see a strong number three as well, because we got a strong number one, strong number two, whether it's New Japan expanding more in the U.S., getting more of a high-profile deal with the New Japan U.S., um, you know, brand that they have. Uh, Impact, I don't know. I, I just feel like we just haven't seen them hit that other level, you know, and it just doesn't seem like it's happening. ROH, they seem like they were there. They had that backing. It's almost like if they really cared, 
they could probably be where AEW is because they're owned by a billion yeah. dollar company. I agree. So, um, yeah, but it, it's still it, it is great for the all the variety for fans. But even on our site, you, you see like an interest in an article. It's kind of in the same pecking order as the interest, you know, as the TV ratings for a promotion. You know, a WWE article is going to get the most, and uh, AEW next, and you know, the, a lot of the other companies not really getting that kind of interest. Well, I mean, what I do also like about the website as well is you get different perspectives from different writers and you start to get the feel of the writer itself. So you really can start to develop almost a relationship with that writer, with their style, with the way they explain things. But also you can go and, like you said before, depending on what's happening, what's hitting the news cycle, you can get a a plethora of different aspects. You can get get some New Japan and ROH and some Impact News. And it's kind of nice sometimes because you almost feel like so much of the news cycle is almost dominated by WWE that there is that nice mixture of flavor. Um, It was interesting because Billy Corgan had recently mentioned that uh, he felt like his company is is going to be taking to the next level and, and stepping up to the top. I think he's got some great talent. I think that might just be a little bit too too much optimism, uh, as we kind of talked about before. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I hope they can get back to where they were pre-pandemic um, because they were putting out a fun show. But those are some lofty goals, and there has been no proof of any of that happening. And their last pay-per-view, I think it was in the Observer, it did it was some really low number of uh, of buys, like it, like super low. Like I, I don't, I don't even want to say it because. Right. I can't remember. I, I don't want to miss a zero because it'll, it'll either be way better or way worse. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. As Rit was mentioning before, the Indies have really uh, had a resurgence right before the pandemic hit, and, and I do believe as restrictions continue to be lifted, I think the Indies are going to thrive again. Um, would you say that's the kind of litmus test of where wrestling is as far as how the how hot the indies are? If the indies are hot, then the larger promotions obviously are going to be fed into by this talent. That that's kind of the genesis of, okay, this is the temperature of wrestling right now? Yeah, I think so. I think wrestling, you know, whether it's independence or even just a strong non-national company. But I, I think anytime you see that, the the whole industry is better off. And I think right now with everyone being signed to AEW and WWE, like it's hard to find a hot talent that's outside of it. Um, I think it, it kind of hurts. Um, you're, you're not getting people getting polished on the Indies coming up there with their characters. So I, I, you know, I definitely agree with that. Very interested on how you guys came up with your live show, because I know I watch it a lot and I love it. And it's so cool. And you guys, Love to get the listeners involved in it. You guys appreciate the listeners. And, and when it comes to the live shows like this, you guys make it a point to make sure that you, hey, thanks for coming in, or you mentioned somebody's name. How did that all get started? Um, how did you decide, hey, you know what? We're going to start going live. It was you and Matt Morgan and Glenn, and then it, there's kind of a rotating panel as well. Right. Yeah, and before that, Vince Russo used to used to join us, and uh, and Sean, uh, when Sean was with us, and um, yeah, it was just it was just um, it was just. So I had been talking to Vince. Um, 
he wanted to do something on the site, and he's a controversial figure. Very much. Uh, and But I always thought that having one of the main writers of Raw from their peak era doing a review for the show would be a cool, a cool deal. It'd be just an interesting uh, side note. And it, whether people love him or hate him, you know, just getting his perspective on what he's seeing and the way he was doing it back in the day. And so... So originally he was talking about doing a column, and then you know we we started looking into the the podcasting. And Sean, I think, had already done a couple for the site, so that's where we came up with that idea. And it really it really took off. And again, a lot of people did not like Vince, but they were tuning in, and it was and they'd be like, "Huh, he makes a good point here," or um, you know, uh, or he doesn't make a good point here. Or I hate, <laughs> I hate that opinion, but. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. Um, then Vince kind of went and did his own thing, and yeah, Matt Morgan, Glenn came, and it's just been, yeah, we've just kind of built our own audience. We're super appreciative of them, and um, yeah, it's just been great. Yeah, it's a uh, if you guys have not checked it out, um, it's a lot of fun. It's great. It not only streams obviously online, but it also streams on Twitter as well. That's how you can jump right into there. Uh, super interactive. You can go ahead and uh, make donations and whatnot, throw your questions in there. The guys answer them in full breath. I mean, they even go deeper than probably what you had imagined. So when you tune in, you're going to get a really, really good show, uh, no matter what the topic is. Let me, uh, let me, you're welcome. Let me ask you this before we kind of switch over into maybe a little bit more of the personal side of Raj. Um, So this is obviously, this is your full-time gig now, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Wow. Um, so when you meet people, you guys go out. Does does other couples know? Like, hi, I'm such and such. I'm such. This is my wife. What do you do? Right. Are, are other couples into wrestling, or how do you broach that? Like, how do you enter into the equation? Like, oh yeah, I do this. And what what is their response to that? Yeah, usually I'll say I'm I, I run a sports entertainment website and just leave it at that. And then if they delve further. Uh, almost what always happens is the guys will be like, "Oh, I used to watch that, all you know, Ultimate Warrior, you know, <laughs> you know," and then the women are like, "Wait, you mean like the real wrestling?" Or you know, it's almost almost always that way, and they're like, "Wait, you mean WWF?" Um, so yeah, it's always it's always interesting, but people are fascinated by it, you know. Like uh, back in the day when I was just doing web development. And I told him, yeah, I was a web developer and just left it at that. And no one really cared. But with the running the wrestling site, there's a lot of questions that, that you get. So wow, yeah, people are usually pretty intrigued. Let me ask you this on the on the flip side here. So so we're taking off the the journalist, multimedia, business owner. We're we're looking at Raj, the personal side. What do you like to do? I mean, obviously, the pandemic is is releasing its grips. How is it in Colorado right now? Are you guys pretty much back to business as usual now? Yeah, yeah, it's gotten kind of back to normal. Um, I I was one of the first ones, you know. Uh, as soon as the vaccine was available, I'm like, you know, you know, put me in line. You know, I've, I I'm, I want to jump right in. So, um, yeah, we're we've been lucky um, here in the states. We've been lucky. Like all my parents, um, my wife's parents, they all live close by, and everyone has been okay. And they've all had the vaccine. No one's gotten sick. And I had mentioned on Twitter that a couple of weeks ago, I found out that an uncle and a cousin in India had passed away. Uh, but the, uh, the cousin wasn't COVID related, but um, right. same 
you know, there was a father and son and, um, yeah, so that, you know, that, that was the first time I had someone in my direct family, uh, pass away from COVID. So that was, that was tough, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know so many people have had to deal with so much over the past year that, you know, it's, it's been, it's a tough year. <laughs> I hope we don't have another year like this, like yeah. this ever again. Yeah, no, I agree. And and as I said before, my condolences go to you and your wife and your family. That's um, under whatever circumstances it is to lose somebody is absolutely horrible. Thank you. Absolutely horrible. Um, my wife got COVID really bad. And this is we were all pro vaccine um, because at the end of the day, I saw what she went through and we almost had to rush to the hospital because she couldn't breathe. And we actually had friends who were like, "Nah, that's not the real thing until you look into the loved one's eyes and you see them struggle yeah. um it's not even worth getting into an argument but they just don't understand the severity and how dangerous things can get so i'm with you as soon as it was available we have our cards we carry on us now we're completely vaccinated and i just um you know you don't just wear the mask for yourself but you wear it out of respect for other people yeah and Absolutely. i think that's that's the big thing is to show respect to other people so yeah. um let me ask you this: What about hobbies or interests? Are you uh, are you a wrestling like collector? Do you do do you do the figures? Is there anything like that? I do have. Hold on. And by the way, guys, I am going to ask him if there's any chance he can get me the hookup on an AE dub figure. Oh, 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 my friend. I do. I do have my share of some wrestling memorabilia. I got a bunch of stuff from over the years. This is cool. Um, I got my the winged the winged eagle belt. Oh, my! A winged <laughs> eagle is my absolute favorite belt of all time. Me too. Yeah, me too. But oh, uh, as, as outside of that, uh, just stuff from the old days is most of the the wrestling stuff I got. But not much, uh, not much collecting of, of since then, um, since the two thousands. But um, yeah, it's out of wrestling. Um, just hanging out with my family, golf. I try. I, I tried to get into golf, so I have something outdoors that I could do. Um, so that was like 10 years ago, and I'm still terrible at it. But, you know, it gets me out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, those are those are the biggest ones. And, you know, just barbecue with the family and, and uh, stuff like that, yeah. Any concerts you're looking forward to maybe coming up in your neck of the woods? or yeah, Guns N' Roses is coming back. I went Ooh. to that a couple of years ago. I, they were freaking awesome. Um, it, it was one of the funnest concerts I ever went to, so... Um, and then there was going to be, I think it was Motley Crue, Poison, and uh, Jonah Jet. Yes, yes. Oh my god! And that was supposed to come last year, and because of the pandemic, it got postponed. So it's supposed to be coming back this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, some. Uh, yeah, those are those are two of the big ones um, this year. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds tremendous. Hopefully, a, a beautiful night that night, and just go out there and and have fun and just get back to being normal yeah yeah absolutely and who knows maybe SummerSlam. i'm thinking about it yeah, yeah SummerSlam seems to be a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting speculation happening around SummerSlam. um i didn't mean to jump back in the wrestling thing but let me let me throw this at you what's your take on the part-timers um or the guys who aren't typically on the roster jumping back in and obviously that's going to garner a, a big audience but do you feel like in some ways it's like you really should be pushing the people on a regular basis who are there in the trenches day in and day out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but unfortunately they haven't, so they are where they are. So 
they're in a position to where the biggest matches involve people outside the company. Um, and that's, you know, again, that's unfortunate. That's part of one of the problems of doing weekly TV, but also not using uh, a guy like a Brock Lesnar to really build someone new. And, you know, I look at someone like Karrion Cross or someone like that now who you let Brock just, you know, you let Cross just dominate Brock for a few pay-per-views, like manhandle him like no one has. If you did that with Joe, you know, a few years ago when they had that feud, I think it could have made a star. Same as Braun Strowman. I think they could have gotten to the next level, but they didn't. And they had Brock just beat him like nothing. And then you are where you are. It's funny you brought up the name of uh, of Joe because I remember, um, gosh, I want to say, was it, was it called Great Balls of Fire? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, when Joe had a great match with Brock. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, just put Joe over because Joe was white hot. And unfortunately, it seems like Joe may or may not be able to, to wrestle, at least in the immediate future. Um, that's been kind of tight-lipped as far as the reasoning behind that. But it is a bummer because Joe was one of those guys talking to Jerry a lot who is so fun to work with, Jerry said, and so unbelievably gifted Mm-hmm. that guys like Joe don't come around very often. Yeah. A great on the mic. He's got and and one of the biggest things too is he has a presence. Yes. And that's something you can't really learn. Like you got to you know some people just have the look. Others like Bray Wyatt can create a look that you know looks awesome. Uh, but, you know, some people just have that look. And Samoa Joe has that look that he just stands out in a group of people. And uh he has that, you know, that charisma stands out in a group and he can go granted you know vince looks for certain things and maybe samoa joe doesn't check all that those boxes but try it out you know at some point um you got to make new stars and you're not they made i'll say they have done a great job with roman reigns but that's about it guys joining us right now is raj gary from wrestling inc um please check out wrestlinginc.com great website you can get all of your wrestling news there that's where i go uh, to get all of our stuff around the horn in our second segment all right i have uh basically we have two more questions i'm gonna have i'm gonna let rit go second i'm gonna go first because i've just developed my own little uh unique question so raj here we go raj you my friend you have to put together your own um expendables team we'll call it so it's going to be raj gary and three other guys who are your guys who are walking toe-to-toe with you going into battle when it comes to wrestling Ooh, um it's a brock would be one oh. can legitimately <laughs> yes rock uh brock uh bobby lashley and ronda rousey <laughs> they would Ooh, good they call. would uh, really tear stuff up so Absolutely. Good call on that one. Um, The Ritster has uh, the question he has asked every guest that we've had on this show. It's very, very interesting. Rit, the floor is yours. Okay, Raj. Hot tub time machine. And I'm surprised surprised Freeland didn't sit there and bust me on it. Okay, you can go back in the time to any match. I, I have to do this a little twist because, you know, you're a journalist. What match would you want to be there hands-on and cover and write about? But, but you have to be able to see it firsthand. What match Front would row? it be? Front row. You're, you're, you're there typing it out as it's going. What match is it? Huh. You know what? I'd probably say Hulk versus Andre. Just because 
it was plus you get to see savage and steepoak yeah and and it was just such a huge match you know to, to this day it's you know as whether or not the in-ring action was great or not for me as a kid it was fantastic because that's what i would picture a guy facing a giant to be like um it was just you know as far as the time and capturing that essence of the 80s and it we just haven't seen you know something like that in a long time you know i think rock versus hogan would be another but if i had to pick one you know andre and, and hogan you my friend are a dashing good-looking man thank you you are, you speak so eloquently and it has been a pleasure to have you coming on and, and talk to us because this for me this is this is one of my interview bucket things so this is as rit can tell you i have been very excited about this because i have so much respect for the website what you guys have created and to see it succeed as well as it has for for 25 years that's amazing Oh, thank you guys. I really, you know, that means a lot to me and I really do appreciate that. And I, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. This is an awesome show you guys have. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, anything you want to mention here? The floor is yours as far as social media where people can get a hold of you. All the good details. Uh, sure. You could you can find me on Twitter at, at RogGary underscore three. You can follow Wrestling Inc. Twitter slash Wrestling Inc. Twitch slash Wrestling Inc. YouTube, Facebook, uh, t- everything is slash wrestling so uh yeah please check us out and we appreciate your support it, it it's been an amazing 25 years so we love it wow just sit there and love you know having you on here and i appreciate it and want to thank you for it thank you thank you i really appreciate it and, and hopefully we can uh, twist your arm to come on back down the road sometime and talk to us again absolutely and we'd love to have you guys on too Sometime. We would love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right. Guys, that's Rod. Gary, Raj, have a great night. We'll talk to you down the road. All right. You guys too. Take care. See yep. ya. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Wow. Raj, Gary, Wrestling Inc. To me, that's so cool because I, I went to school for television and film and writing, and I did some journalism with a local news station. I covered high school sports. Um, I'm not sure, depending on where you guys are listening in the country, Friday nights are big. Uh, I think Pennsylvania is a big Friday night football. Uh, Michigan, Ohio, Texas, Texas, California um, is big Friday night football. And I got to work for a local TV station and cover Friday night football. And it was awesome. And not only get to write about it, but get to cover it and then talk about it It was awesome. And for 25 years, um, Raj and his crew have been putting out some of the best quality stuff. And I'm not saying that because he's on there. I'm saying that because he's one of the most genuinely kind people and will take time to answer your DMs, will take time to respond to your messages and your emails. And I think when someone of that stature and someone who is that busy still takes time to personalize all their communication, you can have nothing but respect for people like that. Man, Freeland, can you imagine 25 years from now, uh, Frontwell Material, FRM, Pod's still going? Hey, yay, you'll be here. I may be dead in 25 years. You Man, will be, We're going to pass on the torch to you, my friend. You're still going to be kicking Freeland. Well, you know what? I was talking to Boog, the Boogster, and the Boogster's baby not... Babyface. Babyface. That man right there is, is, is... He has got some of the greatest genetics I think I've ever seen. And uh, he tells me, he goes, you're still not drinking that rat poison, are you? I drink the, the, the Red Bull. 
Okay, now let me ask you something, Rit. The Red Bull, is it all that bad? Yes. All kidding aside. No, serious. It's uh, bad for you. Uh, I, I kicked that and went to Monster uh, Zero Sugar. Then I finally kicked that and I'm drinking the old Zoa. Brought to you by The Rock. You you plug in The Rock stuff. That's un... <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. You know, I step in some dog shit every now and then when it comes to interviews. So you never know. The Rock might you know be on here one day. I, you know what? After hearing some of the people you're in contact with, I, and I don't think people truly understand this as much, but outside of my spouse and my employer, which is my my new school principal um, where I'll be teaching, I talk to the writ a ton. And he, when we say he's busy, you have no idea. Like literally, you have no idea. And it's not shtick. It's not gimmicky. He would told me today, hey, I'm, I'm talking to this person, this person, this person. We're talking about advertising with this person and this person. We're talking about product placement. And I'm like, holy crap. So the heart and soul really of what happens here is, is not my my pretty face. It is it is is his pretty face and uh, his winter cap hat. So are you sweating your ass off right now? No, you- <laughs> no. The, 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 this hat, do yeah. not go to Spreadshirt and get this. Don't. Where did you where did you get the hat? Spreadshirt. So are you trying to tell me there's an alternative way that you can get an FRM cap hat without going to Spreadshirt? Oh, there will be. So there might be something more that we're going to share with the audience tonight? Not tonight. <laughs> I'm always trying to pull these little nuggets out of you. Um, but one thing we will share with you guys, and this is very, very important. Thursday night, a special edition of Front Row Material. Thursday. p.m. Yes, 8 p.m. We are going to have two-time WWE Hall of Famer Sean Waltman on the program. And there's going to be an and. And I just found out somebody's going to be joining him as well. So, very interesting. Yes, I found this out. I happened to get a hold, or somebody got a hold of me and said, hey, what do you think? And I have had to keep my lips shut so utterly tight with this. But Thursday night, what time, Rit? Well, I'm hoping 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Am I invited? The X-Pac 123 kid and someone's going to be joining him. Uh, That's all I can tell you, my friend. You got me intrigued. Uh Uh-huh. I can't wait to FRM After Dark now. It's it's going to be really good. So, guys, let's go ahead and let's do this right now. I have my water. I have my uh, my rat poison. As and, and I'm joking. It's not really rat poison. I would never condone anyone. It's it's my my Red Bull. Go get yourself something to drink. Get yourself a snack. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, FRM after dark, the round table. We got the ass man himself. We got Anton. We got the moon dog, and we've got uh, Mr. Grouchy Pants. I don't know where the hell he's at right now, but I'm sure he'll be in here. Anyway, don't go away. More when we return. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. Sexy for my 
my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy, it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan. Take it. Sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party. No way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the cowwalk. Yeah, on the cowwalk. On the cowwalk. Yeah, I do my little turn on the cowwalk. your favorite Tuesday night online wrestling show. This is Front Row Material Live. My name is Mike Freeland. I am, of course, sitting in for the guys. I am joined by uh, the man himself, the Rit, the Adam Schefter of professional wrestling, the man who is always on his phone because he's getting the job done. And for who? For you. He's here for you. Uh, we were talking about recently that we've been doing a lot of booking. And I was just telling the writ, I've already got half of October booked already. So that should tell you a lot right now. I just had several conversations and people said, let's do this. Let's do this. Got a couple more people I'm looking to, then I'll be booking into November and then December. So it is literally crazy how this thing has caught on. We are going to be bringing you more stars, more interviews. Um, so, so very much. Please make sure if you do us just one favor tonight, Go ahead and hit that follow button on Twitch and uh, start following us because it would mean so very much to us to help us continue to spread the word about Front Row Material Live. Well, Freeland, I'm kind of glad you mentioned something like that because on Twitter, I I started a contest. Start a contest? What kind of contest did the Ritz start? 
Well, if you follow us on FRM Pod Twitch, mm-hmm. right here. Twitch.tv forward slash FRM Pod. You follow us there. Yes. Then head all over to Twitch.tv forward slash Calta Beardo. Yes. You follow us there. And then if you go over to YouTube, <laughs> search Front Row Material, follow us there. That's one, two, three places. That's it. One, two, three clicks. Three clicks. And you get and you get entered in to win this. Yeah, where's that? Oh. Angel Garza action figure. Angel Garza action figure. And it's fantastic because when I put this up on uh, Twitter, yeah, Angel Garza gave it a a like. Oh, Mr. Garza himself. So if you follow us on YouTube, Twitch, and Call to Beardo on Twitch. And write us a letter with an essay, self-addressed oh, no. stamped envelope. It's, it's, <laughs> easy, it's easy as three clicks. I'll take care of the letter, the self-addressed uh, envelope, and three you're going to get an action figure. If you win the contest, it can't be that hard. You know what? For for somebody who can appreciate the love of action figures, um, I definitely can. And action figures are true to my heart. Um, did you happen to see the thing I posted on social media about when I went to my local Target? Did you? Uh, do you remember that one? No, I have no recollection. You don't even follow me on social media, do you? I tried not to. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I, I think I have you muted or blocked. Wow. Wow. I have a spoon for you, my friend. And I'll tell you what you can do with that after the show. But no, here's the deal. Thank you to the Boogster. Boogster out there. And uh, I don't know what part of uh, Arizona. Is it Phoenix he's in? Phoenix, Arizona? I'm not really quite sure. About there, close. Around there. He was the one who got me the Orange Cassidy and the pack. But when I went out to my wonderful Target, I went ahead and got myself my very own. I found Rio. That's right, kids. I'm up to three AEW action figures right now. Three. You have have half of Series 2, don't you? I've only paid for one. Now, with that being said, I noticed how you tried to jeopardize me getting number four, and uh, you jumped in there, and you were screwing with who farted. And I don't appreciate that. Who farted is a good friend of mine. Kevin, if you're listening, God bless you. You're a great American. I love you with all my heart. Uh, Do you know what who farted is going to do for me? Well, we know it's not a Kenny Omega. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave you in suspense because who farted, Kevin, is going to be doing me a huge, huge, wonderful favor. And that wonderful favor should be arriving on my doorstep probably between 12 and 3 tomorrow afternoon. And it'll be ready for Thursday night. And I will show you what who farted, Kevin, helped me with. We'll see. Well, Freeland. I got some bad news for you. What's the con- what, what's the contest? Deal? The contest? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you are on the panel or work for uh, Front Row Material, yeah, you, you don't count. I can still get the Garza action figure, though. 
No. I still can. I, I already hit all three. Freeland, first off, I already checked. You're not you don't follow any of them. You don't even follow this channel. And can you believe the, the, the gall, the unmitigated gall of that man? I don't believe it. You know what? We're gonna let him cool off for a hot second. Yes, that is that awkwardly placed uh uh I, I gotta cover it with my back. That's gonna bother me. And we're back. Wow, that was really good. So let's. Uh, Whoa, let's... we're having a little weather issue here, so there's no reason to be getting like a jerk to me. Let me finish this, okay, Mister? I'm not gonna let you be part of a contest. Our resident expert, pro wrestler, Moondog Murray's trust, joining us. Moondog, what's up, buddy? I have to turn off music. Oh shit! Hello. <laughs> oh, I love it, Moondog. Go ahead and crack that open. Joining us also from the studios is the man that drops the beats. He's hotter than Buster Rhymes, and we call him his B-Rabbit. He is Anton. What's going on, buddy? It's been a very long day. I got my secret project done that uh, I need to tell the man it's done so we can go from there on. I will finish the X-Pog video once we get off here. I got like a minute roughly to wrap up and round out to get to y'all. And I also need to get the fucking clips. You've been trying to send me for like three fucking days now so I can cut this shit down and email it fucking back to you. I've also only been up like a half hour. The roommate woke me up when she left at seven because I didn't get to sleep until four p.m. What? Why? Why do I feel like you're you're it's somewhere in Area Fifty One or something like that right now? You just have that that conspiracy theory look to you, like oh my god. My natural state. Oh, I my love it. State. This is why I get along with everyone here, and I'm friends with Mikey. It's- oh, I love it. Let's go ahead and let's bring in our real resident uh, Canadian. He is grading all of us as we move along. You can refer to him as the ass man. He is Christopher Butt. What's going on, buddy? This is it, gentlemen. Just enjoying another Tuesday night with you, Misfits. Another shit show, huh? What, what, Pretty wait. much. Freeland, what's that? Hold on. Butt? We're going to take it to the butt. Free- Freeland, Freeland's out of control. Tell him. Freeland, right now, you are... <laughs> You're not in the red zone yet. You're teetering on the yellow. You're frustrated as shit. Again. Because us worried, we're definitely concerned about you. Don't drag the rest of us into the yellow zone. I like to be in the green zone. So right now, Michael, you are 100% in the yellow zone. You're on your way to the Liam zone. You're <laughs> angry so. and yelling and out of control. Right now you're here, but we're gonna get you back here. We're gonna get you back to calm and happy. Hey, back to you, Rip. I'm always in the green zone. I appreciate. I love that. I love that. Let me go ahead and let me introduce the resident pro wrestler again, Moondog Murray. What's going on, buddy? I turned off the music. It's fine now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right then. Let's bring him back. You still there, Moondog? What the fuck? It's off. <laughs> I said it was off. It Moondog Murray. Oh, and finally, let's not forget the man. Oh my gosh, he's our other Canadian. He hangs she- out in his he hangs out in his garage. Oh. The pandemic's been rough. He needs a haircut, but you know we still love him nonetheless. He starred in many action movies in Disney. Benji, what's going on, Benji? <laughs> Look at the name. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Mama. Mama. Joe Not Mama. Benji. Joe Mama. So let's go ahead and let's let's throw it to uh Mr. Mr. Liam Savage with his is that a TNA shirt you got on there? 
I thought no. the same thing. <laughs> it, it looks like a yeah, T. Yeah, no, it, it does look like it from this angle. Show us the, what is the what is the. Uh... It's a band called King's X that none of you have probably even heard of. But there you go. But there you go. <laughs> what mm -hmm. are you drinking? Are you drinking vodka and orange juice? I wish. It'd be stronger. I love it. I love it. Before we get started with the show, I want to just kind of talk to a few people and ask them what's been going on with them since the last time that we all got together. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Moondog Murray. Moondog, what's been going on with you since the last time we played radio? Me and uh, my partner finally had a tag match again. Uh, we lost. We got double choke slammed. But other than that, it was fun nonetheless. Good, good matches. How are things going with training? You still once again feel like you continue to improve each and every week? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, dude. That's exciting. Um, are you the type of person who would be open to gimmick matches, like either like a strap match or something like that, or? Oh fuck yeah! Nice. Yeah, there's an idea float. There was an idea floating around, which I won't get into because it probably it probably it it was an idea. Who knows if it'll happen? But I was like, ooh, for a gimmick match that I might be in. What's like, ooh. okay. Ooh, we're gonna have to definitely check that out. That's exciting. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to Anton. Anton, what's been going on with you since we since we've last spoken? Why do I feel like Anton could work customer service and just tell everyone, "Hey, hey, you need to chill fuck out"? Because that's basically what I do part time. <laughs> and hold it, why is there a picture of the great Kali over <laughs> over your no, shoulder? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Prince, Prince that look like okay. Prince. From a distance, it looked like the Great Kali. That's all and I'm I got Rick say. James. And I got Rick James. These were given to me from a fucking Goodwill. My sister's Gee. dad brought them to me last week when he came down. That's tremendous. DNA shirts and Great Kali's. Yeah, so. DNA shirts and Great Kali albums. Anyway, so what's going on with you since the last time we talked? 90% uh, of the way done with the fucking Xbox video for Thursday. So y'all have that within the next 24 at the latest. Done with the other project. Going to get that to him so I can get some feedback on. Super excited about that. Yes. Uh, good, with the, good with the bad. Life's been hectic, but good with the bad. No real complaints. We'll see where it goes. So happy to be here as always. So awesome. Let's throw it over the ass, man. Uh, what's been going on with you since the last time we spoke to you? Not much working. That's about it. Ready for holidays. I'm off for a week and a half starting Saturday, so that'll be good. So, what kind of holidays do you guys got coming up? Well, we got Canada Day on July one, but I'm just nice. taking some vacation and okay. Got a cottage rented for a little Ooh, while. That'll be fun. Yeah, you and the lady up in the woods with a cottage. Eh? That's, that's how I roll. That sounds pretty romantic. You know, we have a holiday. I don't know if you've heard of it in our country. It's it's a few days after the first. It's the Fourth of July. Yeah, we've heard of it. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> What's that? Big deal. All you gotta do is turn on the TV. About I, 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 I was just wasn't sure. I mean, you live in another country, so I just wasn't sure. Let's go ahead and let's 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 go ahead and throw it over to uh, to Liam. What's going on with you since the last time we've uh, played radio? Uh, not a lot. Bit of a weird day. Um, <clears throat> found out a uh, childhood friend died today, so that's uh, always a bonus. So, uh, oh, oh man, yeah, it's trying to process that, you know. But uh, other than that. Not too much, I guess. Oh, that that's a lot to process. Well, you know, we we hadn't we hadn't really been in contact for a long time, and I don't really want to speak ill of 
you know, someone's passed, but, you know, we didn't really see eye to eye the last little bit we were hanging out. So um, it was a little shocking to hear because he's only a couple of years older than me. Right. But uh, he had a stroke, I guess, and uh, he died. So, you know. Wow. Well, hey, either, life. E- either way, my condolences to you and um, your Thank friends you. that are familiar with him. So, Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and let's kind of. Sorry, I just brought everybody down now. (laughs) No, it's good. I had to go see my dying hippie uncle who was only given 60 days to live last week. And for being a week without chemo, he's in much better spirits and shit. So trust me, right there with you. And when someone dies, you squash shit. It doesn't matter if you weren't on good terms. Try to remember the bad unless they were a total piece of shit. Yep. We just became the most with a philosophical wrestling podcast. Wow. Um. So, Rit, uh, I mean, you and I got to briefly talk. How have you been in the last uh, the last seven days? You've been good? Uh, not bad. You know, we, we had uh, a little call to Beardo on Thursday. We had uh, the great C.W. Anderson uh, interview we had on Thursday. We did, C.W. Saturday, I got to travel and, and give Mikey his Christmas in the end of June package. Yeah, let's tell the panel how that went. Do you, do you, want, to, do you, do you want to kind of out him right here and just tell him how – the so to, to catch everybody up really quickly, if you all remember, so Jerry got his stuff, I got my stuff, um, from the written Kelly, and then Mikey didn't get his stuff because originally you guys were going to meet up at a Bass Pro in the parking lot. Close Cabela's, Cabela's, okay. And then I recommended, why don't you guys make it a day and maybe you go get some lunch and you know, maybe kind of talk and hang out or whatever like that. and and then both you guys told me to go do something that's not anatomically possible to myself. So I decided to back out of the conversation at that point. But uh, yeah, very much so uh, with two handles. So you tell me, Rit, and tell our, our audience here, how did the meeting with, with Mikey go with the gifts? Hey, it, it went exactly as Mikey and I planned it. He, uh, I was there first. You know, he came. <laughs> bam, rolled down the window. I handed him the stuff. He rolled the window back up. Waved and off he went. That would have been the first time he would have ever met you, correct? <coughs> correct. So there was there was no no handshake or no what's up. It's really nice to meet you, Red, or just no. What else did you want us to do? Tea and crimpets? No. Touch what dick. The fuck is a crimpet? What's yeah, a crimpet? No, no, hold on. Everybody needs to just to, just to hold on for a hot quick second. I'm not saying that you guys needed to you know kumbaya and and. and sit around and hold hands, but you guys have to agree with me. Somebody who's been working on the show with you, somebody you've talked to, you probably would pull the car over, shake their hand, it's nice to meet you, appreciate what you're doing for the brand, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, five minutes, it's all it takes. Am I right or am I wrong? It depends who it is. In this day and age, you'd probably get an elbow, and we'd go on about our business because, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Depends on what you're doing, too. What do you mean? Yeah, you mean? No, when he said this in the group chat, and I was like, I expect nothing less out of fucking Mikey. <laughs> That's pretty much on par with me. I thought it was I great. Expect out of Mikey, I like, I laughed. I laughed my ass off. Oh my god! Well, at least Mikey has. And what was in his care pack? The same thing that was in mine and Jerry's? No. He no. got he got straight liquor. Oh, very nice. Because Jerry and I are the coffee aficionados. Yeah, yeah. He, he got straight liquor. Oh no, Jerry got liquor too. Pam's the one that got the coffee, like you. Oh. 
Okay. And and then there's a bottle of wine in there for Angel. And then uh, while I was waiting for him, I got him a four pack of uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull. Oh my God! You went above and beyond, and you just gotta see ya. And that was, was that, it. by the way. Huh? How, how was that? Did you get to try one? Because I've been fucking wanting to try those for a while. I'm hit and miss on IPAs, but I want one. It's not bad. It's it's not the greatest. It's an but... IPA. They're they're an acquired taste. It's like yeah. coffee. There he is. <laughs> Speaking of men, he is the man. Look men. at him right here. The goatee's looking good. It's Dang. Mike Cook. What's going on there, buddy? He's got the Jess for men and everything. He- <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we are rolling quickly tonight. Look at him. No, you look distinguished. You look distinguished. I like it. I, I love your look. I love Just the chain. Be- I love the FRM shirt. Oh, thank you. It's a great fit. It's comfortable. It is. Um, how's it going, Mike Freeman? Um, Just a quick update. Tomorrow night's episode, we'll be having podcaster AJ Orsini from Orsini's Uncensored Mind. And then Thursday, uh, MWO special, we'll be having WWE Hall of Famer Johnny Rods on the show as well, too. So nice. that's, that's going to be fun. I didn't even know he's yeah. still alive. It was supposed to happen last week, but it's happening this week. So, you know, I guess you can say um, it's kind of like a FRMWO Thursday. You know, you got Waltman on the show. I got Johnny on the show. We might as well prepare for world domination. So you can divorce your <laughs> wife and get married to me. That's not happening. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, I, I, I never really thought that would become an option at some point in time, but you know what? I'll take it under I'll take it under advisement. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Um let's go ahead and let's throw it to uh I gotta ask you, Joe. So uh when does Fozzie go back on tour and are you really excited? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, I just have Judas on my mind right now. So he did, uh, their guitar player did work for one of my favorite rap bands, rap groups recently, and they're doing a full rock record. And it says on the album with guitar work from Richard the Duke of right. Fozzie. And I'm super, super intrigued by that because I like the one single I've heard already and he provided the guitar work for the track. So I now want to know what else he has done on this album because I'm Twisted is still one of my favorite rap groups and bands ever and to know that somehow they've networked and richard the duke chris jericho's guitar player has done guitar work for their new record i'm like what fucking what so chris what amphitheaters are you guys planning on playing in at least the midwest i heard there's some shows are going to be coming up any i think they're coming to belvedere where i'm from yeah (laughs) are you gonna go woodstock no. Can we sing Judas before the show's over all together, kind of like they do on Dynamite? Uh, Mike Cook, Mike, Mike Cook, before we start, yes. here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me your honest response. Nobody say anything. I want Anton to slightly turn his camera over and uh, tell me who does this, <laughs> who does that, do you see that picture right there off to the right hand side? <laughs> Are you aware? Are you aware of who that is? Of course, you, that's Prince. 
That Thank is you. no, it is not. <laughs> it is it is the great Kali. He just came out with his first album. I didn't know that was. <laughs> that is not the great Kali. That is. It great. is the great Kali. I love is. you, Mike Cook. Thank you. He <laughs> let his hair down. Yeah. Come on now, Pr Prince is the. That's the goat man of all things. You know. I can't say that. You know what? Hold on. You know who the goat is? You know who the goat is? Judas in my mind. <laughs> Judas in my mind. How is the elbow feeling? Is the basically thing that I would like to ask right now. Is the tendon feeling better? Is it? Are you getting more range of motion? It's going to be upside your head in a second. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh oh. Um, let's let's go ahead and let's. Uh, let's already in the red zone. I uh oh. Dun, dun, hey, dun, dun, I've been prodded. Not my problem. Hold on, time out, time out. We gotta, we gotta take it to the butt. Breaking news, Christopher take Butt. Tell butt. us what's happening right now. So, so far tonight, Liam seems to be teetering on entering the red zone. <laughs> He's definitely frustrated because Freeland is trying them nuts. So next step, we're gonna see angry, mean, yelling, and out of control, Liam. I want to say it within the next 18 minutes. If we're lucky. I can do five. You would like to get you back to the green zone, Mr. Savage. We're happy, calm, and focused. Just crack a smile, but we're worried about you. So let's get you from the red. We're going to work you back to the yellow. And then we're going to eventually get you to the green. Because when you're Have in the red. Have I ever red, been in the green zone? Have I ever been there? Liam, Liam. Liam, what? when you're in the what? red zone, that puts all of us in the blue zone. It makes us all sad. We want you in the green zone where you're all happy. It's like I said, I don't think I've ever been in the green zone yet. I don't know what to tell you, bud. Do you need a hug? Like, I don't know. Not from you. Maybe you're not going to get it. one. I love it right Good. now. I don't want one. I'll give you a hug with it. the bumper of my truck. <laughs> oh, God. oh, this is getting crazy. Uh, let's go ahead and let's throw it to uh, round one of Around the Horn. Guys, this is the way the game is played. Everyone is going to get a chance to chime in on a topic that I have selected. Uh, everyone will give their two cents on it at the end of every round. I will go ahead and dole out the points. The points really don't matter. The questions are the most important thing. And at the end of the day, we will determine who the winner of Around the Horn is. Now, because of our recent frustrations with the game, no one is going to be eliminated. It would just be somebody who is deemed the winner. Because you know what? On FRM, everyone gets a trophy. Boo. Yeah, I was going to say, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> We're all horse. And horse that's why society is in the mess it's in today. Everybody Wait a minute. I thought. Participation trophy. But time out, bud. I thought everybody in Canada wins a prize, right? No. You guys no. Are, are the are the no. sensible, let's bring people together type of country. No. You haven't no, lived no, no. here, obviously. They're a country that hides genocide and the murder of fucking children. Okay, let's not make this political or I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. This is my Tuesday foolishness. I'm not here for politics and shit. So let's go ahead and with that, let's go ahead and let's On that happy note. Yeah. Let's, th let's throw out topic I'm number one. Uh, in a recent interview, Kurt Angle says that he's in extreme pain each and every day. He says he's put his body through so much and has given so much of himself 
that he um, is trying to cope with the chronic pain that he is in. He has kicked the pain pill uh, habit, which at one point in time, it was reported, and this is alleged, that he was taking upwards of two or three dozen Vicodin a day. He has now since gotten away from that. However, his body is still in a tremendous amount of pain. My question to everybody is, A, what do you think Kurt Angle's lasting impression on the wrestling business was? We're going to go ahead and throw it to Mike Cook first. And uh, Mike, what's your thoughts? When you look back on the career of Kurt Angle, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is uh, every title win he done, he cried. But, um, you know, I was actually listening to the episode of the Kurt Angle Show where he mentioned, you know, his situation. And, you know, he mentioned starting from the neck injury. And he said, just that wrestling style, you know, once he went to WWE, but he said it got worse as he went to TNA. Not too long in the area that I'm in, Kurt Angle had a DUI and was caught with possession of pills in Front Royal, Virginia. So today he's come back from to now. You know, trademark of character, but uh, being a man of his word. And that's also because I'm a big fanboy of Kurt Angle like you are when it comes to Kenny Omega. And I appreciate that. And that's going to get you extra points just for that. Great comment there. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to... Uh, to Chris, um, what are your thoughts on Kurt Angle? Uh, you guys have had several great matches with each other over the years. What is the one that stands out to you as being just the most impressive? Are you talking to me? Because I didn't realize my name was Chris. Just please continue. <sighs> okay. Um, I don't know. He's he's. Uh, I liked I liked his uh, run. Like I, I admittedly wasn't watching him when he uh, started because I kind of tuned out of WWF at that point. Um, but I have caught up a bit. But the one lasting impression I had was with his series with uh, Samoa Joe and TNA. Mm -hmm. You know TNA, and um, it was uh, it was it was amazing. But what I've learned is you know how hard he went, how like as quick as he did. He um, he wouldn't succumb to his injuries. He just kept going, even when he was in extreme pain and told not to go anymore by doctors. And uh, yeah, I heard about that whole Vicodin thing, and I mean, like, it's crazy. Kind of reminds me of when uh, Shane Douglas was talking about how he would have like fifty oxycontins a day at one point. Good grief, which is insane. So, um, but I mean, you know, he. His his lasting impression will be that he was an excellent worker, and uh, he's he's a legend, and he did that in a small amount of time. Really, when you think of how short his career was, very but, true. But you know, just the fact that he put his body through that much, like I'm I'm not surprised when he said that. But you know, it's kind of like Mick Foley, same kind of deal. You know, but it's it's sad. But you know, like he knew what he was getting into at the same time. Right. No. Very very true. Let's go throw it to the writ. Uh, what's your take? I mean, Kurt Angle's had a very, very lengthy career. I mean, lengthy in the stand of tons of great matches, um, not just a bunch of so-so or ho-hum matches. So it's a wide swath of quality matches you can choose from. What do you think his, his legacy is? I mean, do you put him up there in the in the pantheon of uh, some of the greatest of all time? 
Uh, yeah, you know, if you think about it, his first year, he won every singles title WWE had to offer. You know, European title, Intercontinental title, and the WWE championship in his first year. So that, that just shows how much of a workhorse and a machine he was. And the, the talent he got to go up against during that time frame, you know, the Jerichos, the Takers, you know, Rock, Stone Cold. Man, he, he was even had a phenomenal match against uh, Shane McMahon at King of the Ring, you know. And, of course, he had, you know, a, an addiction. You know, he got cleaned. And then he continued over in TNA with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, you know, and, and had more great matches over there. So, overall, you know, he's got to be, I, in my personal opinion, Top 10 all time. Wow. Uh, Travis Boham throws a comment in here. <laughs> Is someone snorting blow or something? What the hell's been going on in the background? Oh, my God. I, lo <laughs> I love just the, the random comments. God bless you, Travis Boham. Um, let's it. go ahead and let, let's throw it over to Moondog. Moondog, uh, the legacy that is Kurt Angle, what will you say when you look at his career? This was the defining moment, in my opinion, of Kurt Angle. Hey, if he's not the greatest wrestler, he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever, technical-wise, character-wise. Like, he, he can literally do it anything. He's a freak. That's why he was able to go so long and the amount of pain that he's in now. Like, he wrestled like that, if not worse. Because he was doing all the pills, he was doing all the drinks, he was doing all that shit, but was able to still put on classics, even at an age where he probably should have been slowing down, but he didn't because he knew he it wouldn't be the same if he didn't. So it's it's almost a relief that uh, he's slow. He he's not wrestling anymore, and you can almost see it in his last WWE run where he's slowed down a lot because he's had all that time to rest, and now he's getting back in the ring, and he's. You know he's ro he's rocking like the shield getup, and he's rocking the the top with the with his uh, singlet shorts and shit. You know, I think that's when it was kind of a, like, all right, I think Kurt's on his way out. But yeah, legit, he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Yeah, uh, no. he and I, I love how honest he is on his podcast. He'll he'll tell you straight up how much he, how much shit he was doing, how regret how how he regrets some things. He's he doesn't seem full of shit at all on his podcast, and that's pretty rare with wrestlers. So, big props to Kurt uh, as a person and as a wrestler for sure. And who does he do his show with? Conrad Thompson. That's what I thought. Let's go ahead and let's turn it over to Anton Kurt Angle. What is your take on Kurt, and why would his career have been better had he come out to Kali's music? <laughs> That'd have been fucking funny. <laughs> Let's start there. That would have been fucking funny. Or send him out to win Dub's Cry by Prince. I would have fucked with it. So <laughs> can't be any worse than the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. So love it. But but so his WWE run is shorter than his TNA run. He had some phenomenal matches in TNA, specifically because he literally thought he was either gonna die in the ring or he was gonna go until he fucking literally couldn't walk between all the fucking pills, drinks, and etc., the moonsaults and never hitting one other than breaking Bob Holly's fucking arm, it's, you know, that. the it's, 
it's just mind-boggling because he did lose a step in the WWE run, but that's because they made him sit out for a year and prove that he was going to do good before they let him back into the ring. And at that point, he lost all the calcium and lost all the you know ability to bump with speed because he had been doing it, because he had been hardened up to it, and he didn't miss a step. So by the time they did let him back in the ring, of course he lost a fucking step. There's you know no question as to why. But also, the man didn't have one broken neck. He's had like five. You know, angle. Uh, he got his neck broken by Big Show again. He got his neck broke again by Lesnar, and a couple more incidences in WWE. He should have had neck fusion surgery like Arn Anderson years ago, to where he couldn't fucking wrestle again. And that's why he hasn't had that surgery. Because if he were to, he knew his career would be done. So he's even talked about that on his podcast that he still to this day puts it off. He would do these fixed surgeries that last ninety days to six months at a time, where he would only be out ninety days at a time versus nine months so everything he's ever done next surgery wise truly is is an attempt to just mend the situation for a certain period of time not truly fix it so of course the man's in fucking extreme pain every goddamn day he's had a broken neck since 96 it's 25 years i'd be in fucking pain too and also by the time you're fucking taking 40 fucking oxycontin or two dozen vicodin a day it's cheaper to fucking shoot heroin so let's just really be happy that he didn't go down that road. Well said. Well said. Uh, we're going to throw it over the butt, who's in our digital classroom. Uh, but what's your take on Kurt Angle? I mean, pills aside, um, the personal issues aside, what do you, when you look at his body of work, is there something that stands out to you where you say that, that right there is why he is one of the best? The first match that popped into my head was him and Shane McMahon. Yes. I, to me, it's a personal favorite. Um, he had some great matches, him and Brock. You know, his TNA stuff, I don't know much about, so I, I can't really form an educated opinion on that. But, I mean, Angle Wolverdown is an all-time great. If he's not in your top ten, you're wrong. He's 100% in the top ten. He has to be. He could do it all. He could talk. Some of the stuff he did with the – some of the promos he did with Stone Cold and The Rock were hilarious. Where we had the Howdy Doody hat on that time. Yes. Pure gold. The guy could do everything. And he wrestled through everything you could think of. He's a top 10 talent all day long. It's hard to go wrong with somebody like that. Just wish his body hadn't given out on him. But no. would he have been a top 10 talent if he didn't wrestle the way he was, which caused his body to give out on him? Who knows? That's kind of the hook, right? Are you still okay. there, bud? Yeah, I'm here. Appreciate that. Sorry about that. Like I said, That's we're having good. some some weather issues over here by us. Uh, let's go ahead and let's check in on the writ. <laughs> Very nice, doing about what we expect. Um, yeah, no. So when it comes to Kurt Angle, I will I will say this. Um, is that a naked man on a unicorn? <laughs> no, it's Prince on a motherfucking unicorn. Travis asked in the fucking chat, he goes, does that version of the Prince album have the ridiculous picture of him riding a Pegasus on the back? So I picked it up and turned it around and the answer is yes. Put it so back on the, to, uh, get it back on the camera there so I got you full screen. Here. You're going you're gonna to tilt it a little bit. Look, oh. <clears throat> um, wow. he's wiener. I don't even know what to say. What is that thing hanging down? Is that his foot? His wiener. Or is that his schwan? It's his foot. What is it's that? his foot. But yes, okay. of course, Moondog is like, it's a, it's a fucking dick. It's but his yeah, cock. No, it's his butt. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Prince. 
but he produced, start. arranged, composed, and performed fucking all of it. Like, I'm not saying the man didn't have his issues and shit. Supposedly, he made Shanae O'Connor insane, which I think she was insane to begin with. Oh, Shanae O'Connor, she, no. she, her and Susan yeah. Powder, they were they were doing carpet stuff way Susan before. Powder? But wow. the motherfucker is a hell of a fucking musician, carpet and most people stuff. don't expect my punk rock rap-loving ass to love Prince, but I do. Like, he was a fucking weirdo, but goddamn, he was talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as far as the Kurt Angle situation, just to kind of put a bow on top of this, um, I thought that his work in TNA was better than what he did in WWF, in my opinion. Yes. Um, his stuff was just way better. Um, you got to see him unhinged. You got to see him do what he wanted to do. The gloves were off. He was not, I don't want to say overproduced like the WWE typically does with a lot of their talent. But it was just so good. And if you have not, uh, Chris, if you've not gotten a chance to see that, YouTube it. Um, I'm sure there's DVDs out there that you can also get either from, not high spots, but um, Wrestling Superstore or whatnot. You can get DVDs that actually have awesome matches with him. Um, the stuff he did with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and all the guys there. He did stuff with Kazarian and... It's just, it's insane. It's so well done, and he was so good at that time. So if you missed that portion of his career, and all you know is the stuff he did in New York, then you owe it to yourself to sit down and take a look at some of his matches. So Check out his match with Yuji Nagata. That shit's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yes, it that's is. Okay. Yuji Nagata, in, in his own right, when he was obviously – even when he was in WCW, when he was managed by um, Sonny Ono, was really, really good. I believe there was a Starcade that it was New Japan versus WCW. Yeah, 95. Yes, that was really, really good. So anyway, I, I will leave it at that. But uh, let us know in the chat, what's your thoughts on Kurt Angle? Um, you know, do you have a favorite match of Kurt Angle? I think that would be awesome. Go ahead and throw that in the chat as well. Mr. Butt wins that Shane McMahon fucking King of the Ring match is one of my all-time fucking favorites. Specifically because that was his third match on the show, and he had a concussion after the first match. So, like, the fact that that match even happened, nowadays it fucking wouldn't have. The Correct. shit with the fucking glass, all that fucking shit. Like, specifically, if I think of a Shane McMahon match, that's the first one I go to. But even when I think of Kurt Angle matches, Butt wins that. Like, it's, it's fucking up there. The match with uh, him and Rockin', uh... Hunter at SummerSlam is also good. Like that whole, his whole fucking beginning year for a fucking rookie year yeah. is fucking amazing. And I, I hated agree. him. As, I hated him during that time period because I was like six, like you know, five and six years <laughs> old. No, I'm being honest. You know, twenty years ago. Wow. So I hated him at that fucking time. I hated the fucking three eyes. Hated fucking all of it. But now as a twenty-seven year old adult, I look back on that whole era with such fucking fondness because it's so cheesy it's so fucking goofy you know it's very cringy but it's so good it's fucking good and it's a total contrast to the wrestling machine shit we got at the ecw era of wwe and then in tna where it's like turn to 11 no producers no nothing fuck it let's go you know it yeah it was abuse and self-torment and damage and drug abuse and addiction but goddamn God damn. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you guys this question, and anybody is free to jump in here. Uh, no particular uh, panelist is going to get zoomed in on here. So have you ever felt this way? I felt this way recently. I don't feel like there's certain eras that I appreciated in the moment. 
But now when I go back, for whatever reason, I'm more so can get into it than I did when it was happening. And here's a perfect example. Um, and I know this is going to make me sound so bad, but there were some aspects of the Attitude Era. And I know that is a very fondly enjoyed era. There were some things I didn't really like a lot, like the oddities and the stuff that Don Callis Aww. was doing. And now that I go back and I watch some of that stuff, I really can have fun with that. I really can look at that and just say, man, that was fun to watch. It's hindsight. I tell you know. people all the time that what they really miss from that Attitude Era, other than everyone having story, because that's 90% of it, is the promos. The promo work during that era is better than the actual in-ring product, so that's more of what people miss. It truly is, especially during the Crash TV, Jerry Springer course of life, because the in-ring product is actually much better nowadays, but there's less story, less character development, and actual psychology. And that's where Liam bitches, that's where Mike bitches, that's where Butt bitches and it's something I fucking agree with because me and my buddies bring that up all the time. If there was more actual character development, story, and real psychology with the fucking actual athletic product that they have at this fucking point, god damn. And also finding the oddities in 06 and also finding ICP and stuff at that time. That made me love that shit uh, going to Mr. Mitchie Blaze's comment in the chat. You know, it's an era that looking back on it's like what the fuck but you know Vince Russo and Howard Stern I've been rewatching the Reign of Terror like 020304 Triple H shit just rewatching Raws I hated that era at the fucking time watching it now short of the Goldberg shit it's actually not that bad let me throw it to Christopher Bud Christopher right now if you were to give us a grade on just the disposition of this face I want you to tell me what wood color would they be on Oh, he's 100% blue. He's either tired or bored as a motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing in between. He's definitely not happy. He might be super calm. Focus, 60-40, not ready to learn. <laughs> We're going to go with blue. We'll go with blue. We're going to go with blue right now. Let's go ahead and let's throw it on over to the Rit Ritster. How you feeling over there, buddy? You're looking, you're looking a little tired. Are you tired? Oh, a little bit, you know, long day at work, uh, you know, and then long day at work, at work, you know, trying to answer emails while, while you're not, you know, trying to get caught. You're, you're doing wrestling business at the job, aren't you? Well, well yeah, I, I sometimes I even wear these so I can take a phone call. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Well, let's go ahead and let's throw it up uh, to and once again, keep those favorite uh, Kurt Angle matches. Uh, coming into the chat, love to continue to hear what your thoughts are about Kurt. The Kurt fuck is that? I'm not even really quite sure. Let's get a zoom on this. Hold it. No, 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 no. no. Put that shit back on the screen. Put that shit back on the screen. We got to see what's going on here. So I don't want anyone, I don't want you to tell us what this is. Let's get our own interpretation. Move it over slightly so we get the whole picture. Okay. Okay. So here's my opinion on this that is Liam Savage. Oh, fuck uh, me. After he gets into an argument with Anton, and then, let's see here. What, what is, no, what, what really is all of, this is tremendous. Are these just your own little doodles? I was in a continuing educations class because I do hair for a living. Nice. So um, I was just in a class, and they told us to take notes. This was really what I was doing the whole fucking time. Yes. <laughs> so you're uh, showing off your doodle. Is that the hey. is that the great colleague after a bad acid trip? 
It could be. He's got great nipples as well. I want to ask you this. my first thought. I want to ask you this question, Moondog. Does niacin, is it called niacin that you, uh, the hairstylist typically tell people to help them with their hair? Is it niacin? Is it niacin? Niacin is a drug that will help you pass the piss test. It heats up your body from the inside out. Thank you. Thank you. Monoxidil. Monoxidil. Which I don't even know if that actually helps you. That just promotes because that's the legal that's the legal term they use. Because you can, if you if you already say, "Oh, your hair will grow back," they could sue you for false advertisement. That's why you say it promotes hair growth. Okay, here's the other thing I want to ask you: Has would you if someone came to you and said, "Hey, look, after hours, I'll pay you X amount of dollars. Will you install an appliance on me?" What is your thoughts on that? <laughs> appliance, yeah. not a piercer. A I'm a hair cutter. But that's what they call toupees, my dude. Yes, that's the new version of it. That is the no, new version. I don't do toupees. I don't do toupees. I am thinking about getting an appliance and Dude, so, shave your head. You look good bald. No, I would not look good bald. I would look I would look hideous. Yeah, you would. Somebody I don't think so. Big beard and bald. You no, join us. Join us. Join us. I want to see him I want to see him get hair plugs. I'm not going to get hair plugs, but what they end up doing is they end up having you it's like they'll They'll have you go from here down, and you'll completely like buzz it and then bick it, and then they have the device and they like okay yeah yeah peel it on there and then they glue it for so many Holy months and then you can. Fuck. I'm gonna think about getting that. Sounds expensive. Do it. it is expensive. Don't. Shave your hair, man. What's your school? Yeah, just shave your hair. Dyed hair. I'll re dye my go. fucking mohawk. Let's shave it off and donate the hair. Let Certain go, people. Bud. Good with it, I do not see Liam has a full head of hair. He doesn't have to worry about that forever. The Rit lost his at uh, what infancy? Um, I got a big five head. I'm not long for this world. You know? No, but your but yours looks cool because you got the real fiery beard. Anton's got the real cool look with that floppy thing, and then obviously the butt <laughs> just looks like he's about to go moose hunting. Look at that. See, that's cool looking. What do you mean? You you just because you're you, Canadian. You, you have Canadian. That, yeah, you have that Grizzly Adams look. See, I, I have moose hunted before, but still, you <laughs> moose hunt. <laughs> Liam Savage looks like he's in a band. Mike looks like he's a bouncer. The Rit looks like you know, <laughs> children don't go into his yard. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm just I don't know where I fall into the category of all this. Oh no! What is? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. That is the Here's new. The butt that buddy. is the picture of Christopher Butt. If you guys haven't had a chance, this is the picture yeah. we're using to model for the Butt Buddy doll. Um, we are going to be coming out. Mike Cook okay. has the Cook Buddy doll, um, Savage Buddy doll, the Rit Buddy doll, the Freeland Buddy doll, and that is going to be the Butt Buddy doll. Look at look at that. Uh, hey, Butt. Quick question: Did you do what I told you to do for, for the prototype? Probably We're not. working on it. We're work. That's that's more work than I thought it would be. We're working on it, buddy. It'll okay. have to be after I get back from vacation. Okay. Well, we are working on a prototype for for a butt buddy. We are. Ooh, a prototype. I like that. Yeah. Very nice. All right, round two. Go ahead and throw it up. <laughs> you all can go fuck your ass. Like how long have we got? That's officially a dick move. Oh, That's wait a minute. That's oh, a four hour oh, fucking topic. Is My that bad. Is... Wrong one. That, that would have been a long episode. Oh, man. 
Come okay. on. Let's bring us I down. Know. Yeah. I, I know this one's a tough oh. one. This one's a tough one. I know um, uh, a friend of mine, David Penzer, um, who has done a ton oh. of different interviews, recently put on social media that there was a video floating around of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and it was filmed by Paul's son. I believe it was Paul's oldest son, um, and he was with his dad, and I guess – I was intrigued enough, so I went ahead. I went online and I, I searched it and I found it. Um, Don't watch it. the The reason no, no. why I wanted no, no. to see that was because I think it brings great um, attention to really kind of what's going on here with seeing a lot of wrestlers who have put their bodies through so much, and especially in the '80s and the '90s, which was the era that. Mr. Wonderful worked in and he put himself through so, so much. And I knew he was part of, I want to say the lawsuit that was going against WWE um, Mm -hmm. for people who were having issues with CTE and whatnot post wrestling career. And as we all know that that lawsuit had gotten dismissed, but just by a show of hands really quickly, did anybody see the video? It's, I want to say it's about two or three minutes. Anybody see the video? Okay. Um, just want to get a couple of quick thoughts on that uh, in, I guess, as a two-part question. What was your thoughts? And if you had been the son, um, knowing your father has a lot of fans out there, would you have done something like that just to at least let the audience know? You froze freely. Hmm. Wow. Okay. What oh, hurts? We're going to sit there and take it over to Anton first. It's fucking sad. Like, on so many levels, it's fucking sad. Alzheimer's and dementia is a fucking horrible, horrible fucking thing. If at any point, you know, I can't take care of myself, like, actually take care of myself, I don't want to be a burden on someone I don't want to be taken care of. And I know not everyone has that opinion. That's why some people have literally have kids. And that's neither here nor there. But, you know, I've he did an interview with Hannibal last year and Hannibal had to help walk him through the interview. The interview is like over a year old and it's very sad. It's hard to fucking watch. This was harder to watch. And even Dave Penzer's comment of, you know, I've talked to him over the years. He, he didn't want this scene. He didn't want this spread around. He wanted to be remembered as Mr. Wonderful, kind of very similarly to how Mr. Whipwreck wants us all to remember him as, you know, the beat up guy in satanic pyro Mike, you know, and the devil. So, remember the good over versus the bad same thing why i don't go see people in the hospital when they're sick if i can't avoid it i don't want my last memory of them to be a bad memory i'd rather be a good one so it's shitty it sucks all these sites that are fucking sharing it should kind of fucking be fucking ashamed like i get it people do deserve the right to know because public persona public eye what the fuck ever at a certain point privacy private public figure fucking not when you're going through some shit like that respect someone's fucking privacy simple <laughs> like it's you know i'm a closed open book i'll tell you damn near anything about me but at a certain point i want certain shit kept to myself and i respect this, that. this would be one of them i think if i were literally losing my mind and didn't know who the fuck i was half the time i'd you know i would want someone to tell all of y'all hey he's losing his fucking mind but i probably wouldn't be here doing this regularly because i wouldn't want that to be how you remember me right no mm-hmm. well said uh moondog as a wrestler um, mm-hmm. let me ask you this before I ask you about the, the, the question about Mr. Wonderful himself. Do you ever get concerned or is it something that you guys talk about within your company about 
just the different things. Hey, be careful out there. Um, I don't know what your your company's policy is with the violence or the chair shots or the the stuff to the head, but are they at least pushing to be a little bit more careful, or are they leaving that up to the wrestlers themselves? Yeah, the, they leave it up to the wrestlers pretty much. We're an indie, so I mean, how much policy, policy is there going to be? Other than but the, the one I think I, I hear all the time is protect your coccyx, which means when you bump, get your dick in the air so you don't hit your lower, hurt your lower back, you know. Uh, which some of you may not understand what the fuck I just said, but pretty much is protect your body on slams and shit. Like just, just protect yourself when it comes to bumping. Um, obviously, this is a whole different situation. He had he has Alzheimer's and shit. That non wrestlers get that. Um, but that's pretty much it with the, uh, you know, like w- with the policy question. But you know, I you can't really. You can't really dwell on like the idea of am I going to be like him in the future because right. we don't know. I mean, right? I like to just live in the moment, you know, because like you don't worry about that shit. Obviously, be safe, protect yourself. But of course, Paul. Another thing was like Paul when he injured his um, shoulder, he never got it fixed, and years and years later, his arm deteriorates. Now he he has no function in his like left arm. I think like if you ever watch. Um, that WrestleMania 30 segment where he shakes, they sh- he shakes the one of the guys' hands. He has to lift his arm up, and then like there's a table for three. It was like one of Roddy Piper's last things before he died, and you see Paul pick up his hand to shake everybody's hand. It was it was rough. Uh, so uh, prayers and th- good vibes out to Paul for sure and his family, not just him. No, I'm with you completely. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it over to Liam. Um, so you did get a chance to catch that briefly, correct? Yep. Um, I think you're kind of in the boat that we are. Like, you know, I don't want to see it, but you, in some ways part of you does because part of, it's been part of your childhood. I mean, this is somebody who you have basically spent your entire life watching and growing up and seeing and, yep. you know, paying money to see. So how did the, the video make you feel? And then once again, the second part is, how would you have handled that situation knowing that maybe fans were wanting to know how your dad was doing? Um, it was, it was heartbreaking to watch obviously. Cause he, if nobody's seen it, he's pretty far gone guys. I don't think he's got much longer and I'm just being honest here. And I think everybody that's seen it can probably agree with that. Um, now if it was my dad, I wouldn't be posting anything like that. My dad's pushing 70 um he's he's doing good so no problems there but paul orndorff is 70 or 71 i think so you know he's not too far off from my dad so that's kind of how i have to you know kind of weigh the whole thing and um yeah i mean i would never post anything like that the the problem i had though is that david penzer was taking um this huge stance that he wants to get it taken down it's none of his business uh, you know, like I, I understand where his head's at and why I respect that, you know, like with all due respect to him, I understand why he's feeling this way, but it's got nothing to do with him. It's not his business. It's his, it's Paul's kid that put it up. Right. So that's up to Paul, Paul's kid to determine. Um, like I said, like I, I know David Benzer, Penzer, he means well. Like, I get it. His heart's in the right place. 
but it's not up to him. And I, I tweeted this back to him. I said, like, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but it's not up to you to decide how this guy's father is portrayed. And it may not be the way we all agree. None of us think it's great, but he he doesn't have the right to say that. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I get where his heart's at, but he doesn't have the right to say it. But, you know, I, I feel bad. And uh, it goes to show what the business can do. We don't know 100% whether um, CT or anything like that was to do with um, his condition right now. Because it's not like he was a bumping machine, you know. Like, he, he took his bumps, but he wasn't, like, known as, like, kind of a, you know, a Mick Foley or anything like that. So, you know, we have to... Um, we have to see that stuff sometimes to reflect on the business and see how we can make it, make it better, I guess. No, you're right. We don't know what other circumstances there were. I mean, and I'm sure like in many situations, there's multiple aspects that contribute to something. Um, yep. And you know what? Once again, all of that stuff, it's it's their business. It's their family's business. And if whether they right. choose to share it or not is up to them. Um, it's just a tough thing all around. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Mike Cook. Um, Mike, when it comes to something like this, you know, you, me, Liam Savage, um, and to some extent, you know, Mr. Butt and Ritt, who were the older ones on the panel, and we've seen these guys for a very, very long time. Um, did you say you did get to happen to see the clip or not? Um, I've seen the clip and I saw the actual screenshot that, um, was taken of it, uh, the first thing that came to mind was it, it set back a lot of memories. Uh, being the son of a retired Marine, you know, you pretty much body goes through the similarities of what a pro wrestler does, but at a more earlier age. And, um, you know, my dad has had that same situation. Paul Orndorff family is on, but he was smart enough to get the neck surgery to where he doesn't have to worry about that, you know. When it came to small operations, yeah, I would post a photo on social media, you know, if he's in good spirits. But when I know it's a major one, like when he had his knees replaced and when he had his neck done, uh, no, I, I didn't post anything like that because, you know, just like our love for pro wrestlers, we look at them in an aspect as a hero. So to see them in that position, it's kind of the same I'd like to think we would when it comes to our parents. Like, they're, those are our heroes. So it's hard to see them in that state. I don't understand why the son would post that. You know, I, I get his reasons, but me, I just, I couldn't. It would be too hard to, to watch like yeah. it was today. No, I agree with you. I agree 100%. Um I'm going to throw it over to Christopher. Um, I wasn't sure. Did you say you, you did get a chance to see the clip or not? I didn't see a clip. Uh, I've seen a picture. That's enough. I was just uh, I have no desire to, to see it, man. I Listen, I remember him when I was a young fella, and he was something cut out of granite, a great yep. athlete, good-looking dude. Mm -hmm. now, I don't want to remember him as a frail old man. Right. That's a hard memory to have of somebody. Unfortunately, that's the last memory I have of my father when he passed away. I don't want to watch that video. I have no interest in it. I'd sooner try to remember some good stuff watching him wrestle when I was a kid. 
And his young fella shouldn't have posted that. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's no need. What do you gain from it? If he's looking for attention, he can go fuck himself because that's a scumbag move. Right. Is he bringing any anything positive to anything? No. You can put a post up just simple on, on Facebook or Twitter just with words, you know. Hey, my dad's not doing well. You know, positive thoughts and prayers for him. Something like that. Don't post a video. He looks like a shell of the man he was. You're a bit of a fucker for doing stuff like that. It's not necessary. No. I mean, it, it's it's one of those deals where I think we're all in that same category where as we all get older in life, as we all age, and um, obviously our parents age even you know more than we do, we all are, are strapped with the decision of what is next. Uh, and how do we handle some of these very difficult moments and times? And um, you you want to preserve someone's dignity. You want to preserve somebody's legacy. And I'm not talking about belts and this and that. I, when I say legacy, I mean the type of human being they were. And you want to preserve that because you want to give them the decency and show the respect to them of what they accomplished when they were with us here on this earth. And, and that's just my take. Um, but yes very hard to to take that in and kind of move on so with that being said uh let's go ahead and let's move it on to our next topic is uh is the ritzer still uh is he still no, back he, here in the he control he said he had a headache he said his head is killing him he's gonna bounce oh not a problem i'll go ahead and throw this up here so let me go ahead and Throw this up here. Give me two seconds here. Mr. Travis Boheb in our group chat says, can we talk about pancake batter already? So there's a positive note. Mr. Mike Cook, where's our weekly rant about pancake batter? Get to it. Do it. Come on. on. You're literally being requested. So I ended up getting um, getting this chick's phone number on my weekend job, right? Oh, my. uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. This is how it starts. Come to find oh, yeah, out, what had happened was. A, uh, come to find out, she's a marine, and she ended up subscribing to the show and all that, and just how she was like built. I mean, it was like on point. Like you could tell she worked oh, out. Yeah. And she had the shoulders <laughs> and all that. She had the nice. I love girls that could beat me up. And then she had all like this thin summer dress, and as you know, she made her purchase. I got. You know, she asked for my number, and she subscribed to everything. And as I was watching her walk away, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Describe it. Describe when, it. When I tell you that these pearly white teats of mine don't lie, when I tell you that that backside was thick. Like a whole batch of pancake batter. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, wow. When, when, when I'm glad you you clarified and you. I originally thought you said my my white teats, and I wasn't sure if you were making a titty joke. <laughs> teeth, okay, teeth, okay, gotcha. Yeah, my, my you do have good. Teeth. You have good teeth. You you really do. Um, I'm just gonna go on a limb. You brush every day, right? Three times a day. Wow. Three? I wow. Yeah, I got the same. No. Look, look, I what got the same are... Dennis Ultimate Warrior head. Damn. Wow. That's Crazy. incredible. 
Um, Would you rather go a month without your phone or a month without sex? Group chat count. A month without sex. Yeah, I can't go without my phone. <laughs> I'm married. I already go without sex. What was that, bud? I said I'm married. I already go without sex. That's what I figured. <laughs> Are you on that ABC method as well? On yeah. Mikey? Okay. <laughs> Um, you, you can have Rit handle the business calls. He already does, so it's you know. This is true. <laughs> uh, next topic I think is a really interesting one. So MJF calls Rosie O'Donnell a dumb fat bitch. And <laughs> she refused to shit. interview him a second time. So for everybody who's not super familiar with this follow-up, uh, way back in the day, MJF was on the Rosie O'Donnell show when he was about seven or eight years old, and he said he either wanted to be an opera singer or a professional wrestler. Now, as a follow-up, uh, I guess his his people were trying to see if they would do maybe a Where Are They Now episode uh, with him and do an interview on I think Rosie nowadays, nowadays does a podcast because she's not on uh, – I don't believe she's on network television or, or syndicated TV. But anyway, they wouldn't get back and – Yada yada. So, from what I understand, MJF basically said, "You're a dumb fat bitch, and uh, you could get the rub. You could get the rub from me now because you need it." Um, so let's go ahead. And let's first throw this over to. Uh, let's throw this to Anton first because I feel like you have a lot to say about this. So, what's your take on? Did you see the first interview? And then I don't even know where we go when it comes to this. So the floor is yours. So I fucking love this on every fucking level because I grew, you know, again, my childhood, my lifetime, when I was a kid, Rosie O'Donnell was on fucking TV every goddamn day, every goddamn day. So I know who she is. I've seen the South Park jokes, etc. Love shit like that. I love satirical humor. He's not entirely wrong. And the fact that, he, you know, he pretty much lives his gimmick 24-7. He's a real old school heel. He loves to get actual heat and things of that nature. It's fucking great because, oh, he's like, I got turned down. Fuck it. We're just going to roll with this. You're a dumb fat bitch because I'm on national TV with a million fucking people watching me every week. And you don't want to come do something with me? <laughs> you know? So it's fucking hilarious because he's just, he's working. He's still fucking working and just making something out of it, out of the most tiny minuscule thing just like every old school dude fucking ever did and it's just fucking gold to me you know for him to just be like and eh, she's a dumb fat bitch and it is it rude of course but he's a heel so do you, what I, do you expect? I don't expect love <laughs> yeah it's like him being a dick to negative one like you know it's a dick move, but we all know it's a work. It goes with what's going on. He's a heel, right. so fuck it. Like the picture of him and giving the kid a finger and then tweeting at the dude's dad and fuck you and your kid. Yeah, is it out of line? Yes, but no. It's no different than seeing Ric Flair at a convenience store in '78, in which he would probably tell you you're a dickhead. This is so, true. Yeah, it just it's cool to see old school shit still happening, even in a new school technology technological age since i think it's fucking hilarious the moment when you sent me this on the topic list i had to look it up and read the article about it and i fucking popped and died because he's not my favorite wrestler by any means but he's got the most fucking heat i love seeing him get the shit whipped out of him so he does his fucking job does his hey, fucking job put those ass in seats and that's the that's, that's the name inches. of the business damn right uh moondog let's go ahead and throw it over to you so you are younger than us. Do you have you had a chance to see the original Rosie O'Donnell MJF interview? 
Uh, I saw clips of it on YouTube. That's the one where he sings, right? Like, You Are My yes. Sunshine? Correct. Yeah, fucking... I don't even... I hardly even know who Rosie O'Donnell is. I only know... I only know her name. I, I only know her name from so that episode of South Park, because early South Park is amazing. That's all you need to know? That's all you uh, need to know. That's... I, I don't know who she is. Well, her... So, her but, her and the Dawn went at it uh, in the 2016, 2016 uh, the presidential campaign. Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course they did. Oh my God! Yeah, didn't they? Didn't WWE do a fucking wrestling match between those two or some uh, shit? No, that was um, that was Trump. He was in the corner of what Bobby Lashley. Bobby I want to say no. Yeah, there was a segment. Like there was a segment where, like, Ace Steel dressed up like Trump and somebody dressed up like fucking um, Rosie O'Donnell. Right about they this. wrestled. He is right about this. I yeah. I remember it, but I don't remember it. But, yes, you are right about Yeah, you that. don't want to remember it. It's fucking awful. <laughs> so, you don't want to remember it. So, fucking... I only know Rosie O'Donnell through, like, memes, pretty much. Like, so I don't really know who she is, technically, but hearing MJF call her a dumb fat bitch, like, holy shit... I would never say that to anybody. I, I've told people, oh, but could vouch for this. I've told people, fuck you and go break dance on a bed of forks. I hope you get kicked in the head by a, <laughs> oh I hope God. you get kicked in the head by a horse, like shit like that. But I, I, I would never outright go, you dumb fat bitch. All right, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this. You, you're going to have a match with somebody, right? And your opponent says, I want you to cut a very scathing promo on me. And... Could you go out there? Because you're a super nice person. Could you go out there and say, you know what? You're well. Is your company a family friendly thing? So obviously, no. Uh, don't take it too far. Oh my god. I mean, yes and no. They fucking they're family friendly, but at the same time, um, was it? Uh, we've had my, my trainer has gone on the on the house mic and go, your wiener is showing, <laughs> just to fuck with like the ref or something. <laughs> Wow, would you ever tell some? Will you ever tell somebody that uh, you look like an abortion with a singlet? And would you ever go that far? If I was pissed off at him in real life, maybe. You look like you look like afterbirth in a pair of boots. I would say that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, text a couple wrestlers that, and they are probably going to cry laughing. <laughs> well, tell, hey, tell them they can use that material whenever they want. Uh, I know. I, I, I mean, as soon as you said that, I immediately thought of one that would totally say that too. <laughs> Let, let's, let's go ahead and let's throw it. Let's throw it go to ahead. the butt. But what's your take? Did you see the original Rosie O'Donnell MJF interview from? God, I want to say that was like ninety six, ninety five. No. No. no, I did not watch that garbage. Well, I did hear that you were a fan of Rosie O'Donnell at one time. Is that is that correct? No. He's going to cut you. I did not know. I was not quite sure. I heard that she was very popular in Canada. Yeah, you keep this shit up and you're going to have me <laughs> in the fucking red zone. <laughs> Already in yellow. All right, Listen, so give, give me your opinion on this one. He's not wrong. I mean, she's an idiot. We can all agree on that. I mean, she's at this point, she's nothing in her career. She's had a good career. Can't take that from her, but she's nothing now. You get a chance to bring MJF on, get you a little more attention. You choose not to. And he said something about um, that she took advantage of him. She paid him 
like a $25 Dunkin' Donuts gift card or something. Yeah, he was pretty pissed on the day off. show or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not bring him on? What does she have to lose? At this point, she probably has very little self-respect, or she shouldn't have any out. Well, I mean, outside she's, of weight, I mean, she wouldn't have much more. <laughs> I mean, she's she's irrelevant. He's a big deal. For her not to bring him on, it's kind of dumb. I'm glad he cut her up. She irritates like the shit out of me. No, you you don't really cut her up. You actually carve her up um, you know, the chainsaw. with the apple in the mouth. Oh, oh, Jesus, chainsaw! Chainsaw! My God, I was just gonna go with uh, the pig on the roast. Um, let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Liam Savage. There's who, uh, no two guys that will put her on a pig roast. Who, who looks very serious God with this? Damn it, uh, but did you did did you see the original interview? Yeah. Okay, so. It was it was a nice moment there. He, he was a cute kid. He, he he had his moment there with her. What do you think about his comments now? Obviously, we know it's shtick because I'm sure that you're not just going to do something like that. But um, do you find him entertaining in any way, shape, or form? Oh yeah, yeah. He's one of the the few people I actually like watching on AEW. I mean, when I did watch it, but yeah, um, yeah. He's he's entertaining as hell. He's one of the few that actually still gets it. Um, just as far as the business goes, um, you know, and so, you know, working this to his advantage, obviously, because it's been out there for a while. It just hasn't been brought to the forefront as much as uh, the last week or two. But, uh, yeah, I mean, throw it out there. Maybe if he can clue Rosie O'Donnell into, uh, the whole thing he's doing and then she can make an angle out of it. I don't know what they're going to expect to gain from it. If, uh, it goes to anything higher than, a Twitter spat. I mean, she doesn't really have much of a career right now. I don't think. Right. I uh, never really cared for her, anyways. So I, I don't care. Uh, I don't know. I mean, MJF. He's he's great. He's he's great at what he does. But um, you know, you can see this a mile away. Obviously, it's a uh, it's kayfabe. If you can't tell that, then you're fucked in the head. Yeah, you you look. You should go break dance on uh, a bunch of forks, or uh, kick, me kicked in the horse by a head with a horse. No, I'm I'm using the quotes from uh, from Moon Dog. Kicked in the horse with a head of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, Moon Dog. Moon Dog made the comment. If you don't get it, then you, you said you're fucked in the head. Yeah, like you just right. are the type of person who would break dance on a, a bed, bed of forks, forks and get kicked in the head by a horse, or get kicked in the head by a horse. I wouldn't though. Moving on to Mike Cook here. Mike, what's your take on this uh, this whole Rosie O'Donnell thing? Uh, do you think it's you think he's just throwing homage, you know, to his last appearance on there, or do you think there could be something more to this? Do you think it's just a one-off, haha type of deal? I probably would have done the same thing as well. Nobody likes Rosie O'Donnell. She's just a Dumb fat bitch, but listen. <laughs> Rosie just... O'Donnell, if you're out there listening, because God damn it, my cook. I myself it. has become more relevant than you are within the past month. Now you listen to what I'm about to tell you, Rosie. Don't let MJF get to you, all right? Look, you can eat whatever the fuck you want to eat, <laughs> and we still won't give a shit. Okay. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. 
she's just not that uh, she's just not important, is she? She just Rosie O'Donnell well, is the reason said, they invented Plan B. Oh my god! You want to eat? Well, wait a minute, Mike. Oh. Mike. By the way, that Mike Cook rant. Let me go ahead and get myself up on the screen. Is brought to you by Kroger <laughs> Complete Buttermilk Pancake and Waffle Mix. If you like thick, thick pancake batter, go ahead and get on over to Kroger and get your official buttermilk buttermilk pancake and waffle mix. Only a dollar ninety nine. Use your Kroger Plus card for it and continue discounts. All right, just thought so I would throw I that out there. You. I just want to tell you for a moment. I love you, man. That was so epic. I really love that. Hey, at the end of the day, my friend. Greatness respects I'm, greatness. You know what I mean? Mike Cook, will you film oh, a video yeah. of yourself pouring pancake batter and making pancakes and uh, send it to me? I use waffles, but sure. Just give me the video footage. I'll do what I do. Just, <laughs> give me the footage. That Just don't be... put it in the group chat. Don't put it in the group chat. Don't put it in the group chat. Why? You don't want to see it? You no. don't want to hear my commentary? I would love to see it, actually. Well, hey, that's Leo. You. Hey, hey, Leo. Yes. Can I tell you something? No. Just remember. Just remember. <laughs> he said no. Just remember. All you gotta what? do is wear some just wear some black and yellow and eat whatever the fuck you wanna eat. <laughs> How you feel about that, Liam? How do you respond to that? Uh breaking breaking uh, breaking news, <laughs> we're gonna throw it to the butt, but uh, how is my cook's behavior so far scaling up right now on the wall? Give us the update. So right now, <laughs> Mr. Cook, I'm going to say he's in the yellow zone. He's being a silly Billy. We can all agree on that. <laughs> I love to see silly line. Could be getting into the red zone. He's not angry or mean or yelling. He's just a little out of control. Yes. He needs to gear down just a tiny bit. You know, maybe once you get him off camera, he can have some of the, the happy cigarettes and just, <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll get I you back it. here, get your full-blown yellow. We can deal with that. The silly billy is okay. Green zone is ideal. We'll get you happy if you're talk about pancake batter and <laughs> Shit that make you happy. Uh, focus, we kiss that goodbye. It ain't fucking happening. <laughs> that, that's gone. <laughs> trying to get Mike Cook to focus is like trying to get Anton to focus. Ain't happening. <laughs> Carry on. Never Facts. gonna happen, boys. So, right now, he'd be 100% in the yellow zone. Where am I? Back to you, Mr. Feeling. Well, where am I, Mr. Bud? Um. I'm going to say you're in a green zone. You're happy. <laughs> you're calm. About it. Once again, the, the focus, not so much. That's not happening. If you're ready to learn, we well, might be able to teach us something right now. And let's be honest, you've definitely got into some green today. Oh, yeah. That's always. The fucking <laughs> so we'll assume you're in the green zone right now. Oh, yes. Hold on. We got, we got breaking news. We actually have a celebrity joining our show right now. Live from, uh, I, I guess, heaven. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Jim Helwig himself. Jim, Jim, what do you have to say, buddy? Oh, here's the humping, buddy. (laughs) The the floor is yours, Jim. I I mean, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Jim, the floor is yours, Jim. You can say whatever you want. Is it? 
Warrior, cut a promo on the butt body. I take the pancake batter, warriors. I make brunch with the sausage links. Okay, here's the one part that I really don't understand. Oh, God. Uh-oh, we're going to have a rebuttal. Oh, uh, the floating through the veins. Of the this, this is tremendous. Uh, let's hold on a second. Um, this fucking whoop. romper room? What the fuck? <laughs> we're going to have a rebuttal. It looks like it's the Hulkster. What do you got to say there, Hulkster? Let me tell you something, Brother Jack, dude. I was spy slamming you everywhere all around the world. You may have beat me at WrestleMania 6, but I got my win back, brother, almost 10 years later. <laughs> got a nice payoff for it, and then we didn't use you for the rest of the year. Let, uh, let, let's go back to Warrior. Worry, what do you have to say about... Get it over your face! <laughs> it's not on my face. He's just... Look, I'm just his background dude. Look. Oh, okay. So, Warrior, what, Warrior, what do you he's have still- to say about that? You must have to care, you must ask yourself, should I jump up the tallest building in the world? Should I lay in the lot and I'm looking for the lawnmowers? Should I go to Africa and let it trouble me with raging elephants? Ah, ah, you can feel it, dude! You can feel it! Look the spaceship with the rocket fuel, loaded with the warriors! In my final meeting with the gods from the heavens above, as they spoke to me and hit me with the power of the ultimate world. I love the way it's tilted looking. There is no place to run. All the fuses in the exit sites have been gone. Uh, one more rebuttal. Hulkster, what do you think Holy about the fuck. rocket fuel? Let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> You may have tried to get yourself canceled by saying queering doesn't make the world work, but I went up to you years later on a sex tape. We will repeat that, though, here, because we'll get banned on Twitch. Dude. Wow. Wow. Brother. Dude, brother. Normal people! The people that work this thing! I don't even know what to say, folks. We've officially gone off the rails. The Ultimate Warrior is with Mike Cook. He's come back from some other dimension or realm or heaven. I'm not really sure. We got we got the Hulkster, who looks like he's got a schwantz for a nose. That is very phallical looking. Um, wow. That is tremendous. I can't wait till we all have buddy dolls because, you know what? We're all going to have like a buddy doll off. And we're all gonna, we're all gonna get in character. I love it. I want to see sorry, Liam's man. buddy. I, like, I who would he have for a buddy? I'd have Chris I, I, I Jericho because I'm Chris Jericho. He is okay. Chris Jericho. Ha ha ha! Didn't didn't mean for Mister Warrior to come out. I'm he usually has those moments. Uh, 
Sorry about that. Mr. So we call your dick, Mr. Warrior. <laughs> I mean, uh, he does have He's the ultimate power. <sighs> and when I start you spinning, you need a fucking yeah, that you that one, Liam. Yep, that's about <laughs> thirty seconds. All right, before before this gets too crazy, let's move on to our next topic here. Uh, Nick Gage comments oh, on his plans gosh. to launch the MDK podcast. He's also made comments that he is looking to brand MDK, uh, and he's looking to get some apparel made as well. So who's a big fan of MDK? Who's a fan of Nick Gage? And why is that person Liam Savage? And we're going to start off with him first. Liam, what's your take on this new business line that uh, Nick Gage is doing? Guy's a fucking loser. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. Let's 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 go ahead and let's throw it to the butt. Uh, fucking loser is uh, what your countryman has said about Nick Gage. What is your take on it? I don't care. I mean, Nick Gage, he, he is what he is. Deathmatch wrestler. I don't know what MDK is. I don't really care. Uh, Anton, let me throw it to you. MDK, murder, death, kill, right? Yes. Uh, what's your take on that, and would you listen to his podcast? So I would because, A, I like stories and weird shit in general. I also am all for positive change. He's not the first person to do jail time, prison time, get off substances, have an idea for something in prison, and then capitalize on it outside of prison. I know a rap group from Denver who's toured with Twisted and things that I like developed their own independent media and production company, merch line, etc. The dude had the idea for the band and the name while in prison, serving time for robberies and shit. So, I'm all for fucking positive change. Is he a little off his rocker? Yeah, but at least he's not robbing people and fucking strung out anymore. Does he buy into his own shit a little too much? Yeah, but, you know, also people I like and look up to, like Moxley, are like, he's a fucking damn good dude. He would fucking kill for you. And I have friends like that that, you know, they're sketchy people, but I know they would fucking kill for me, so they're on my team. Like, well, you know, well I, I just I know people like that, you know, and I I keep them at a distance, but I love them. They're on my side. They got my back. Just they stay at a distance for a reason. And, and, <laughs> so. and that's why I'm excited that we'll be bringing Warak uh, on the show. That is, Please that don't. is the Are we serious? No. Please don't. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Mike I'll Cook. I'll be Mike. away from that episode or I may be fired. Mike Cook, what is your thoughts? I thought that was a pair of boxer shorts, but I'm going to see what it What exactly is that? Is that a hand towel? Is that a, is it, what, what exactly is that? It's his Nick Gage uh, impersonation. Oh, it's Bingo. Your, uh, okay, gotcha. So Nick, Nick Gage. All right, all kidding aside here. Um, he's trying the brand to... brand does exist, by the way. He, he does have merch already. He's trying to parlay his uh, popularity from Dark Side. Obviously, that's very obvious. And his feud with Matt Cardona, obviously, all of that kind of stuff. So what's your take on on MDK, on Nick Gage launching a podcast and all that kind of stuff? What's your take on it? Would you listen or would you say, eh, not the hard pass? I mean, although I'm not a fan of Nick Gage, I am a fan of people who like to uh, get their hustle going. Um, as long as they got the t-shirt in my size, I'll support it. You know, why not? Okay. All right. I, <laughs> I didn't know if that, that was going to go a little bit longer, but I guess not. Uh, we're going to throw it back over to Moondog Murray. Who's going to show us the, uh, the dollar general version of, uh, the MD outfit. Is that a sock? 
even better that is a cum sock i was not even didn't even know what was going on let's go ahead and throw it to anton here <laughs> Anton's just walking away. He's like, shit, I'm going to put the great Kali music no, on. I was looking for fucking something. But so, like, <laughs> he has the brain going already. He's got some merch and shit. He's helping some other deathmatch people. But uh, did you see where... Like, so, they? I've been to Laramie, Wyoming. When I moved to Portland, Oregon, the first time at 13, we drove there and we drove back on our way back in May. We got stuck in a town called Laramie, Wyoming for three days in a fucking snowdrift. And that shit sucked. GCW was in Laramie, Wyoming this past weekend for a fucking show in which during the main event between Mr. Nick Gage and Mance Warner, the fucking cops showed up because they thought the fucking shit was real. Hey, uh, Corny, and I don't mean Liam Savage, I literally mean Corny. You talk about, you know, when wrestling had riots and shit and when the fucking crowd really fucking bought into it and shit like that happened all the time, that's when you really drew a crowd and you really drew heat. The venue was sold out, was done at like a horse ranch, but it was fucking sold out and the fucking cops showed up because they thought it was fucking legit. Uh, yo, that's nineteen fucking eighty three all over again. Yeah, that's, well, let, let, can, I, can I rant? Can I, I rant? About to say, it, we're gonna throw it over to Liam Savage. Come on, <laughs> he, he's got something to say. So Liam, yeah. go for it. The floor is okay, yours. you know, you know the reason why the cops showed up because they because these guys that do these show they think it's all actually real because they're not protecting themselves. This fucking guy thinks everything is fucking real. He thinks everything is a shoot. It's fucking stupid. This guy has got so many fucking issues. He every in, interview I've seen with him, whether he's just doing it as himself or you know as a wrestler, they're all the same. He thinks everything's real, and the fact that people buy into this, I I don't get it. Like okay, to each their own, but why buy into this guy? He hasn't done anything different. All he does is he does really stupid shit, fucks up his body. And then, like, you know, he'll, like, someone put up a GoFundMe for him, and I was thinking, like, why? Why would you give money to this guy? But he thinks everything's just completely legit. He was all pissed off because David Arquette didn't do everything the right way when he was going against him. And I'm thinking, yeah, because David Arquette probably, like, got trained a certain way to realize, hey, we're going to protect each other's bodies, right? This guy, he, he is such a fucking loser. I can't stand this guy. So tell me the things that you do like about him. Nothing. I was gonna say I don't think I don't think Liam has a positive comment on this situation. <laughs> his, his, even even his front tooth, his fucked up front tooth drives me nuts. Well, I tell you what, that I understand. That part I fucking understand. <laughs> here, I have here, a problem with fucked up teeth. I do. Murder, death, kill. What is that? Like, oh yeah, let's support that. That's great, guys. Fuck. The hell is that? Okay, well, it's so, no worse than fuck. there's an entire generation of rappers going gang gang and doing fucking similar shit. Like it, I know, and really, I don't like that either. I don't. Hey, I'm not condoning it either. I promise. I'm fucking. Okay. Not, so. I, I really, I really do not know what what any of that is. However, let's go ahead and let's do this instead of taking commercial break. We are going to go ahead and we are going to uh, we're going to throw it to uh, a Nick Gage clip here. So uh, everybody, hold on. Just just hold. <laughs> Uh, Moondog has a Moondog has a oh, 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 now I don't even know what that was. Fucking go the fuck off! Like I've been waiting for this all day. To be honest, like this was something Daddy. I was planning on as a highlight of my day. Literally, it was a fucking so. bullshit. 
I'm on much of bullshit. God damn. They literally use that as a hashtag and shit for that shit going on. They owned that. They were Weather like, issues. hashtag outlaw macho bullshit sold out. Like, they, they owned the shit out of that. <laughs> it certainly right. is. So here's what hey, I'm going to do. I'm going to throw it to this. Like everybody, everybody go ahead and, and take a look at this as a small clip. We're going to take a look at uh, Nick Gage and bear with me as I share this. And uh, we'll just watch this real quick. This will replace our commercial break. Oh, boy. What's oh, the no. guy? What is this fucking guy? A professional MMA competitor since 2008 made a name for himself by appearing on Spike TV's... This is... He's referring to Matt Riddle. ...to go on a four-fight win streak in the UFC before he was fired after testing positive February 2014, Riddle began training for a career professional wrestling, made his debut in February 2015. In 2016, readers of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter recognized him as the wrestling rookie of the year. Was he reading their Wikipedia page? <laughs> Done? Man, I don't really give a fuck about any of that shit, man. Riddle was selected to be a part of the Ultimate Fighter set. Riddle knocked out Similar in the opening seconds of the second round. Struck him three times in the jaw before he had lost an opportunity, breaking Simler's jaw in both places. It was called the biggest knockout in all of computer history by Dana White. Riddle was picked second for Pete Rampage. During the show's tape, Riddle was used to nickname Jim. Alright, alright, that's enough. That's enough. I'm good. I'm good. My name's Nick Gage. I'm the fucking king. Murder, death, kill. Eastern Block Hate Club. All right. You keep reading them accolades all you want. You hit me with Matt Riddle shit all you want, man. But uh, I got accolades too, man. Matt Riddle, let me tell you about my fight club, man. It's I love called to hear Eastern about Block. It. Eastern Block. Okay. When we go in the fight club, it's bare knuckles, no rules, me versus another man. Winner comes out. Loser is on the ground knocked out. And Eastern Block rules, Matt Riddle. There's no stoppage. There's no referee getting in the middle of it when the guy's too bloody. Sounds one like guy said leaves. The word Easter, but maybe one guy me. does it. Could be Diner. Could be not. We don't so even didn't get an Easter. So when I get in the ring with you, Matt Riddle, this is what's going to go down. Poster boy for I'm going to give you know, everything I got. Your parents shouldn't I'm drink. Fucking face. alcohol syndrome written all over it. Or fuck. Deathmatch king. Hold on. And I'm going to bring some deathmatch shit into this match. Okay. You're going to try to put the rear naked choke on me. You're going to try to put the triangle choke on me. You're going to try to put the arm bar on me. None of that shit's going to matter when I got you tangled in bar wire and I smash a light tube across your fucking face. Matt Riddle, you're coming Ugh. into my world. You're coming into GCW. No rules. I'm going to bring everything I got. And that's including every weapon in that fucking locker room. Because I'm coming for the kill. If I see you staggering down after you get hit with a light tube across your face and that burn starts seeking into your fucking skin, I'm going to hurt you. Some people say I'm the underdog. In your world, I probably am the underdog. But you know what, Matt Riddle? I've been the underdog all my fucking life. If you could bring me into your world and take me down and put me on that fucking mat and put me in them holds, more power to you. But what's going to happen when I bring you into my fucking world? And I start carving your body up. And there starts being three inches gashes in your body. You start bleeding. You see that blood coming down. What's going to happen then? In a fight with me, Matt Riddle? A band-aid? training camp? 
There's no trainer to get you ready for Nick fucking Gage. There ain't no rounds. There ain't no cut, man. There ain't no referee to stop the fucking fight. Matt Riddle, let's just keep it real. You got a wife and kids to go home to. You got to provide for them. Me, the king, I got nothing. He's got a cat. I don't care if I live or die. All I got Kill this cat. is wrestling. All I got is my fucking prize. So I'd rather fucking die, get a broken arm or a leg, than fucking tap out to your pussy ass. Nick Gage, the fucking king, the god, murder, death, kill gang, Eastern Block, hate club, gang affiliated, man. I didn't realize he wrestled all these guys. He wrestled MJF. Uh, he wrestled. Uh, anybody seen his match with Otani? That was actually really entertaining. <laughs> fucking him and Shinjiro Otani that one year. Um, Yo, I'm a fucking loser. Great. Wow. Why, I tell you what, man. Why do I what feel a like fucking what, idiot? Why do I feel like I don't even know what Eastern Block is? Um, well, prison. He was in when he was yeah. in, oh, okay, incarcerated. So, okay, so he's incarcerated. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why is it that every single time I see uh, him speaking like that, I just think of? Do you know how the Muppets are not the Muppets, but the Sesame Street now? They're all going for like, hey, this is my friend such and such, and she can't handle loud noises. Like they're doing all these inclusive types of characters now. I feel like Nick Gage would be the perfect new character on I, Sesame Street. The deathmatch one. Yeah. I ended up getting like a different one. You know how they show the, that evolution of man like in those posters like when you're going to school? <laughs> yes. Like, you know, like he's thing. in the in-between phase. You know, he's where he's like not quite an ape, but he's not quite a human. That's how I'm he not, looks. And he I'm acts gonna... like it too because he's a fucking idiot. What? My, yeah. my cook, my cook, jump in here. Uh, Liam Savage is spitting some hard words here. Um, I, I get it; it's not everyone's taste. Would you buy a ticket seriously to watch that? Light tubes and stuff Ooh. like that. Please no. say no, nope. Mike. No, Mike. Mike is a connoisseur. Mike is like when it, when Mike cook and wrestling. Mike cook is like that. He goes to get the wine, the fine wine that's been brewing. Or, I don't even know what wine does. Is it brew? I don't brewing. Know. <laughs> it's it's ferments. There we go. If I were to see that style of wrestling, it wouldn't be from anything Nick Gage. It would probably be from maybe Big Japan Pro Wrestling or an FMW show or even an Onita oh, yeah. show. Uh, that I would go to and watch. No offense got, to Nick Gage. I got but, one um, last thing. One last thing about it. Nope. <laughs> One last thing. This guy, his promo was about like, oh, well, you know what? You come at me with a rear naked choke, but guess what? I'm going to get a light tube and carve <laughs> you up. What the fuck is that? Honestly, that's so fucking stupid. That just makes him look like a fucking pussy. It's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. Oh, well, you know, you're going to come at me with a legit hole, but guess what? I'm going to nail your balls to a fucking step stool. How are you going to get out of that? <laughs> Fuck off. Damn. What a piece of shit. I don't even know how to cut a fucking your, promo. Nail your balls to a step stool. I mean, we laugh at it, but that probably is part of his repertoire. I mean, let's probably. be honest here. What a um, loser. Let's 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 throw it back to Christopher Butt here, Chris. Uh, when you were breaking down the promo of of, of oh, Nick no. Gage from a psychological perspective, where does Nick <laughs> fall on the scale here? Where is Nick right now on the wall? Well, 
I'm looking for the retard sign. Give me a <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. He um, used the R word. Oh, shit. Sorry. Special. Uh, <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I don't have one for him because, come on, that was just pure nonsense. That that was pretty like bad. a moron. Yeah. No, he sounds uneducated. It's dumb. I don't know why people give him the time of day. I don't know. I don't get it. No, if you're into deathmatch wrestling, cool. Good on you. Have fun. Watch it. Fill your boots. But he's a dumbass. Well, on that yeah. on that statement, um, what do you think the panel could rename MDK to mean something other than? No, we have to we have to follow the the acronym. What would we say would be M? DK. My Dick Kellogg's. Um, My motherfucking dumbass cunt. <laughs> cunt spelled with a C, stupid. Well, it is. It's spelled with a K in his fucking world because he's a fucking moron. Wow, this is this is tremendous. This is Which, wow. So he's from a cesspool of a fucking region where you know there really isn't much to do other than rob people, be strung out, or I guess wrestle. So. New Jersey from Ohio? Yeah, I mean, close. <laughs> it's near Crackern. It really is. Crackern. Yeah, that's what they call Akron. I'm, I've had some friends who live there. They call it Crackern. This is Are you true. serious? Okay. Yes, I'm true. dead serious. Yeah. Hey, Freeland, so you're in Ohio. It is true. It is true. And Columbus wow. is Columbus. Columbus is Columbus. Like, it is. I used to I'm murder rate. Festival yeah. And shit. I, I know a lot of slang that people call places and shit. So, yeah. Ohio is not a good place. I'm glad Freeland's okay. <laughs> That's, oh yeah. my God. Hey, I'm being honest. I know. I'm being honest. You know, but the same can be said really for fucking anywhere. You know, there's, you know, I live in a college town where I know there's drugs and fucked up shit going on and people get shot, etc. You don't get into trouble unless you're looking for it all in all. Yeah. Right. I'm a prime example of that. So. Right. I'll give his podcast a listen. I like listening to him tell, tell stories. I'm just weird, I guess. Yeah, no, like I, I will give anything a shot. You know, if I can listen to fucking Jeff Jarrett shit, not you know for years thought. Oh, know, I love Jeff Jarrett. Oh, his podcast <laughs> is great, but I hated him as a fucking wrestler. Oh, so you finally saw that sleeper spot? I fucking yeah, I've I've seen it for some reason. The way you described it, I didn't know what you meant, and now yeah, I saw. So. I was like, oh yeah, I've done that. Guys, the rest of the panel, Liam knows, but uh, I want to see Moondog either giving or receiving takes an old school sleeper spot with the three hand drop into a comeback. Does anyone else think this is a good idea? I know it's typically yes. up to the hill to call the match, but I want to see that make a comeback. I love that spot as a kid. I'm sure. I'm sure one of the guys would do it, uh, working with me or some shit. Um, I know Boog wants me to do a diamond dust, which no, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not doing it. It's a cool spot, but I think the sleeper would go over better, especially because, like you've said, you do the old school shit, the body slams and shit other people aren't doing. Because that's because it's the only patient. shit I know how to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine, though. That's why I picked the spot that would easily work into what you're doing. That's why I didn't think of a dumbass spot. I thought of an <laughs> old school like, spot triple that threat. Triple threat. Just like Nightline was crossed. Triple threat. I've done like it. Triple... Yeah, the, the three-way. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. Yeah, you've done it. Very yeah, I good. Posted, I posted the thing in the group chat. The oh, fuck. Well, I missed it. Yeah, right. to him again. Uh, so I'm going to throw it to him. Our, our our last topic here before we just do a little free uh, free open talk here. Uh, last topic: Alistair Black uh, reportedly, according to 
Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer, and according to some other outlets, he is expected to be signing a contract with AEW. Evidently, reportedly, there has been some verbal discussions that have been going on back and forth, and once his 90 days is officially up, he will sign a contract. I believe his 90 days is going to be up at the end of August, which would make him available, I believe, the first week in September. Let's start to Christopher Butt first. Uh, what's your take on Aleister Black? I know we've talked about him going to different places, uh, but AEW, are you okay if that ends up being his final destination? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, WWE's not going to do nothing with him if he does resign. They screwed that up the first time. Uh, I personally thought he was going to go cross seas over Japan somewhere, but I think if he goes to AEW, they could do something fun with it. They'll have the talent there that they could create something. He'll come in as a bigger guy, which will help because generally their roster is on the smaller side. Yeah, why not give it a try? He'll be able to, to um, wrestle at other places as well, I'm sure, because I think everybody at AEW can wrestle for other organizations. So I, I can't see it being a bad deal for him or for anybody watching it. Give him a bit of freedom, hopefully. I like it. Let's go ahead and throw it over to... Oh, okay. Uh, Liam Savage is not there. We're going to go ahead and throw it over to Anton. Um, surprise, not surprised, uh, 50-50. This is where he's going to probably end up. I kind of hope he does just because, you know, A, they seem to know more what to do with people like him. While I know Liam will debate that, etc. I just think they'll give him more time, especially with the hell-raising character that they have, the Ryzen guy that uh, I follow on Twitter and Instagram who's been on Dark and Elevated and shit. Nice. I like him. He's also on a lot of uh, Being the Elite and does the nun shit with Nyla Rose and uh, Vicky Guerrero. I think that could be some interesting shit. I've also heard rumors he could be the new leader of the Dark Order, which also could be interesting shit. I know Logan will love the fucking shit out of this because he's a huge fan of Tommy Int before he was Alistair Black. So uh, I'd like to see it, especially because WWE's dropped the ball twice, you know, even the doing the vignettes for him, which means they sunk money into it and they still released him. So, yeah, writing on the wall there, I guess. Yeah, so fuck it, go somewhere else. You know, even go overseas, do something. Do fucking something, my friend. Don't lose the momentum you do have because he has his own weird cult following and I'd like to see something come up. He's an he's an eclectic guy no matter what. Oh, I yeah. mean you gotta be oh, you gotta yeah. be honest. I mean he's got his own following. He's got a unique look, the tattoos, the whole nine yards. I like the look and I think he's really good and I love Black Mass. I think um, him and Eddie Kingston could have some killer fucking stiff ass Japanese strong style fucking matches that you know, Liam would probably end up being a huge fan of that would remind him of some Okada shit where it's like, holy fuck. So I think that has some serious potential if he were to go there and just keep him away from the fucking young bucks, though, because goddamn, dude, no. <laughs> Let me go ahead and throw it over to Mike Cook. Mike, uh, happy, not happy, and eh, it is what it is. If that is the truth, that... Alistair Black, most likely, according to reports and rumors from the Wrestling Observer, is going to end up signing a contract when he is free and clear. I'm happy wherever he goes. I mean, I agree with you. He's so talented that I don't think you really can drop him in a place where he wouldn't work. Would you agree? Definitely. All right, Renegade. <laughs> 
I love it. Let's go ahead and let's get the uh, the opinion of Mr. Butt. Uh, your take on Alistair Black. Did we already talk to you about Alistair? Yeah, we already did that, bud. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go fuck my ass and go ahead and bring in uh, <laughs> Liam Savage. Liam, what's your Please take on that Please don't ever say that again. Please don't ever say that again. Sorry, I had to run into the house. So um, Say it again, but slower. I had to run into the house. No, I'm talking to Fraylin. Talk about his butt and shit. Oh, right. Okay. Take a sip. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing this again. No, no, no. No. You can take that microphone and shove it where the sun don't shine. Oh, please tell It's Freeland dust. I just did. Freeland dust. <laughs> Your garage makes me hot. My <laughs> yeah. All right. Continue, no, continue. So okay. we're, we're, we're oh, I didn't you... get a chance. Okay, you didn't get no. You did You're not. Fucking whispering in my ear. <sighs> okay, continue. Okay, um, Alistair Over. Black. I don't know if I want to see him in AEW necessarily. I think he'd be good in Japan. Um, you know, possibly against Okada, Shingo okay. Takagi would be a great match. Would agree. Um, yeah. Um, but I think in AEW, there's way too many people right now that need exposure. And his style, I don't know if it would fit with anybody there. Um, I, have a guy, I have a guy right off the bat I think would be perfect. What do you think who? about an Aleister Black Lance Archer? Uh, I'm not big on Lance Archer. So... I'm just yeah, he's all right. Like he was in New Japan, so yeah. I mean, they could probably have that style of a match, but he's not. I I, I just don't get the big deal about him. Um, but you know, it, no matter where he goes, he's going to be an asset. That's the main thing. But I think just his style and the way he is, especially with his um, kind of martial arts background, he would fit better in New Japan or say Noah than uh, anywhere else right now. Maybe, you know what? Maybe MLW. That would mm. be, that'd be interesting. Or ROH. Let's not look at the, uh, the major companies. Let's look at the smaller companies, MLW or ROH just came to me. I don't know why, but those would be uh, two good destinations right there. I don't think they could afford them, but there'd be some good competition. Let me ask you guys this question. How much do you think he would command as far as a contract is concerned? I, I'm going to ask you the over-under here. Are we saying over 500000 a year? No. Is he going to get that kind of money outside of WWE? No. no. Probably not. No do chance. We, okay. So do we say, let's lower it then. Do we say 400000 he would get a year? Or do you think that's no. still awfully high for somebody? Nope. Here's the I thing. he could If he gets a contract with AEW and gets, say, three hundred, he can make up. The, uh, the other 200 doing indies in New Japan and shit like that because they got these relationships. There's no... He can make it up. He can make it up in other ways because, like, Austin Aries, when he got released, he was... I think he made a tweet. He goes, I, I, I've already made more money than I did with that when I was with WWE just doing indie shit, you know, and being and doing Impact. Right. That's so the thing, though. It's like nobody knows about the AEW salaries, though. Like, they're not really reported, but the WWE ones seem to get reported. So well, that's the whole WWE, thing. I don't know where he would be. Well, WWE is a, a publicly traded company, so they have to right. release. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, uh, um, his net worth 
was estimated to be around a million dollars in 2020. Holy fuck. Mm. I mean, with Twitch revenue, maybe. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't he's know. He's a clothing company, too. So, I mean, he's making Oh, yeah, he's money. got money coming in. I don't think money's yeah. the issue with him. Right. Look, he, and then if, if you were the promoter, what would you offer a contract to somebody like an Aleister Black? Are you looking for... Would you sign him to a five-year deal? Would you do something like that? Would you do something more short-term, maybe a two- or three-year deal? And what would you would you put on there value-wise as far as money? I'd say three years guaranteed. Gives him uh, freedom to go wherever he wants. If he wants to wrestle for another company or do an indie, he'll do it. But while representing you know, my company, Mm-hmm. Why not? All that's going to do is help build not only his brand, but the company's brand too. What are you so opening the checkbook reason? for? The checkbook? Hey, I say six figures. Oh, yeah. He'd have to. He's yeah. Worth, so are you worth saying maybe 250, 275? At least like 250. At least what? 250. Okay, so I, Liam. I Liam says no to that. So who? Okay, let's let's first start out here. If you think that Liam's saying two hundred grand a year for an AEW contract, uh, yep. hey Christopher, your thoughts? Two hundred thousand? No, he should get a little better than that. I would say maybe something around two fifty, maybe two seventy five at the high end. No more. 250 with a sliding scale of if things go well, you you know, to say three years, two, you know, 225, 250, and with a bump in between year and two, three, if all goes well, and then discuss, you know, discussions of a long term thing. You know, that's also taking, you know, thinking about Scott Hall, Kevin Nash situation back in the day, et cetera, just thinking about contracts in a different way, especially with the freedom to work indies, have your own clothing line. They're not cutting into Cameo, Twitch, or anything like that. You have these other sources of revenue to make your money without your boss going, hey, I want half that. Right. So, you know, it, it could be very much like the Moxley thing where he's like, I didn't even give a fuck about money. You know, that wasn't really a discussion. I wanted to fucking wrestle. Could very much be that thing of, you know, you know, also, you know, it's not the, it's the opposite of the Scott Hall thing of where I've been the starving artist, I've worked in arenas, now give me the money. They are in now return going, well, fuck, I've had the fucking money and was miserable. So right. let me go back to being the artist that I wanted to be. Let me be creative. Let me have fun. So do, do we know any chance of what his salary was in WWE? Roughly, is there is that a Google thing we can find out? I mean, I found no, his net worth to be a million dollars. So I would say he probably made like five hundred to yeah. four hundred fifty, maybe. Interesting. Obviously, WWE has the leverage to do something like that. A company like AEW, who is they're not supposed to be in the black for years, another year or so. I mean, yeah, at oh, the yeah. earliest, because they they're running in the red ever since they started, which is not surprising. That was to be expected. That's um, every business. Yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to find out what his dollar value, or at least rumored dollar value, would be once he officially signs. According to an article from 2018 that I found, it says that his net worth was three mil and that he makes about 500 grand a year in WWE. And okay. He owns a nice house in Amsterdam and it has a car valued at 600 grand. So, and again, this is according to the internet, so take that with a grain of fucking salt. But this is also the internet that uh, a good buddy of mine, the Blue Meanie, the uh, people had said that uh, yeah. he, he was no longer with us. Hey, he died. You know <laughs> what? Fuck you y'all. know what? Anyone who ever did Fuck that. Y'all. 
you are scum. Yeah, uh, the Blue Beanie is probably one of the coolest guy in the world. Uncalled for. Un Absolutely. Uncalled for. But speaking of things that are not uncalled for, something that I think everybody should be aware of is your pancake batter. By all means, check out Kroger's. You can get your complete pancake and waffle batter mix for $1.99 when you use your Kroger coupon. So don't worry. Don't worry about what you're going to have for breakfast. Have breakfast the right way with large quantities of thick, creamy pancake batter, just like our friend Mike Cook does each and every night with his dates. Remember, it's pancake batter. I don't think we have a Kroger in the Midwest. We don't have, uh, one. We don't have one either. No Kroger for us. No Kroger for you guys in another country? Yeah. We got Kroger no. in Kentucky. Yeah, we we, we got, got Aldi's. Yeah, Aldi's We're is a pretty good. typical one. Um, all right. Sullivan's. So here's what we are going to do. I am going to call this free-for-all. So mm -mm. the first person in the chat to throw something in there, we will discuss that topic for 60 seconds. So what is the first thing someone's going to throw in there? This could be bad. Oh, yeah. This we don't have jungle gyms. <laughs> hey, Jim McMahon, are you still in the hotel room? Uh, for whatever reason. Okay, we are not that was talking. Weeks ago. Don't no, no. We, uh, you don't get a fucking comment. It's no. like us not getting to play in the contest of <laughs> the action figure. No. Everybody, this is not the topic for 60 seconds. Um, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Moondog could have talked about that. I have a That's stop and shot. It was Moondog, goddammit. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, there we go. Uh, WrestleMania. Nice. Okay, here we go. Here's our first one we're going to talk. 60 seconds is on the clock. And let's see. We're going to talk about WWE 2K22 in five, four, three, two, one, go. Who would like to start? Moondog, go. Fuck that video game and that whole series. It hasn't been good since 2K14, and THQ made that game, so fuck it. I, Mike, I can't, can't stand 2K. Mike Cook, your comments. I'm just saving up my money to get an N64 that plays Japanese games. I want Virtual <laughs> Pro Wrestling 1 and 2. Uh, Anton, what's your topic? What's your thoughts on WWE 2K22? I have not played one since 2014. Or like maybe 16 or 17. Like I've played one, but I have not owned one since 14. So I really don't have an opinion. I miss wrestling video games, but I'm kind of glad I skipped the last couple if they were that such shit. Uh, but also, can we bring up the AEW game and how it looks like Here Comes the Pain 2? <laughs> uh, Liam Savage, what was your thoughts on WWE 2K22? Um, last video game I played like that was on my PS2, which I still have. Um, I have Hell SmackDown yeah. vs. Raw from 2005 to 2008, so if that gives you any indication of where I'm at in this, there you go. Uh, the Butt, what's your thoughts on WWE 2K22? I don't know anything about it. It'll probably Sounds good. Thanks for sharing. Uh, <laughs> next topic is Jim Cornette. We're going to start off with Liam Woo! Savage. Um, he is... Uh, wow, what 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 negative can you say about him? Like, nothing, pretty much. He's, he's a great, great guy. Sounds good. Mike well, Cook, what's your thoughts? We yeah. have 60 seconds. We have to get everybody some time here. What do you got, Mike Cook? Jim Cornette, your 60. thoughts? I love listening to his podcast, but sometimes he just needs to get with the times. Not all the time, just sometimes. I like it. Uh, Anton, your thoughts, Jim Cornette? Stuck in 88, but a funny radio personality who still makes his living off the fucking wrestling business because it's all the fuck he knows. So if he doesn't fucking talk about it, he ain't getting a paycheck. 
Love it. Moondog, Jim Cornette, your thoughts. Five seconds. Great storyteller. If, but when he talks about today's wrestling, I turn him off. Good. Uh, uh, ass man, what do you got? Jim Cornette. He's a genius. Awesome. Love it. Uh, favorite WWE female superstar. Start off with Mike Cook. Go. Raquel Gonzalez. I yeah. had a feeling it was going to be all about that. Let's throw it to Liam Savage. Favorite WWE female star right now? Uh, just off the top of my head, Zoe Stark and NXT. Love it. Uh, Anton, who you got? Priscilla Kelly. Ooh, good call. But what you got? Natty. Very good. Um, <laughs> Homer. Uh, and who do we got here? Uh, Moondog, who do you got? Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, Ooh. really, really nice. Uh, my favorite is Dewdrop. No, I'm not I'm kidding. Why was oh, I thinking you were going to say that? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, new character. Good gosh. Oh. Um, everybody's thoughts on Tony Storm. Start off with Mike Cook. What's your thoughts? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mike Cook, oh, no. seven seconds. Oh, man. You want to talk about She makes, if there was something higher than pancake batter, she'd be I thicker than that. She's like I a three-tiered wedding Perfect. cake of thickness. Three-tiered wedding cake <laughs> of pancake batter and jizz. That's wonderful. Anton, <laughs> your thoughts on Tony Storm. Here we go. Booty, 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 booty. Love it. What do we got here? Uh, ass man, what you got? Tony Storm. Oh, she's pretty. Thank oh, you so much. Appreciate okay. it. What's your thoughts on this one? Beautiful. 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 I love it. I would agree. Tony Storm is a great one. Here we go. Next topic. Nice ass. She does. <laughs> or is it mine? Uh, favorite no, porn star. No, Let's go ahead and throw it to Moondog first. No specific reason in this order. Moondog, favorite <laughs> porn star. And why is the why is the answer Peter North? <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> uh, Anton, favorite adult superstar. Who you got? Currently and they knew need to be called superstars now. Who? Riley Reed. Riley Reed. Good call with that Riley. one. But what you got? I know that you guys... Uh, you have some hairy women up there in the uh, mm. the great tundra that you live in. What what do you got when it comes to the old pornaroo? Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann, yes. If everybody wants to remember that, she was the one who did uh, Nail and Palin. Very good. I got that on Blu-ray. Uh, let's go up to <laughs> Liam Savage. Who's your favorite poll taker? Uh, male TT Boy, female Ivy LaBelle. Ooh, Ivy LaBelle. Oh, man. Um, Mike Cook, we're taking him. No, no. Mike Cook, what's your, what's your favorite? Oh, Name no. one. Name one. <laughs> this is going to take a while. I'd have to go with uh, Gina Fine. Gina Who Fine. Who the fuck is that? Bruh, br- check her out. Oh, yeah. She's no Johnny Sins. I'll tell you that much. No, but, no, but she's, she's, she's thick like pancake batter. She is thick like pancake batter. We're going to go around the horn here. If we throw out this word, I want – this is a word association game. I'm going to throw this word out. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. We're going to start with my cook again. Ready? Maple syrup. Raquel Gonzalez. Awesome. Love it. Sticky, dark, and sweet. Got it. Uh, throw it to Liam Savage. Maple syrup. What's your thought on this? Oh. I don't know. My fucking country. Who knows? I don't know. Good, good call. That's what you guys do there. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> That's all from, we do. What do we got here from the butt? Maple syrup. What do you got? Pancakes. Pancakes. Awesome. Uh, or what we call natural lube. Let's throw it over to Anton. Whoa. Maple syrup. What's your thoughts with that? Porn star comment. Belladonna. Thick like fucking maple syrup. Ooh, oh. Love it. Love it. Let's go ahead and throw it over to our resident wrestler. Uh, what do we got here when we say maple syrup? Canadian semen. Oh, my God. 
This is shooting this is, out of my dick right now. This is too hot for TV. Um, oh, God damn. Jim McMahon, who's still in a hotel somewhere, says no gag reflex. going <laughs> to fine. Love it. Bingo. Uh, he said, Moondog just read my mind. Awesome. I love when we do this rapid fire stuff. It's fun. We'll probably do more of this soon. Um, rapid fire happens to be the one thing that Mike Cook does very well. Um, rapid fire. Wow. Yeah. 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 Let's start the show. Bring right. the oh, you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> let's start the show. Um. Let me see. Is there anything else that anybody else would like to talk about? Thoughts, comments, concerns? We're going to first throw it to Ass Man. What you got? Uh, not much. Not much? Nothing else uh, on your mind you want to talk about? What about your garden club? Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah, I don't know what the garden club is. i got to ask about that. It's very sure. nice. Is there any chance we could get the missus on an episode? What are the What's the over-under on that? I'll try. Okay. I appreciate that. Let's we'll see what we can do. Let's throw it to Liam Savage. What's on your mind right now? Tell me. I don't know. Yeah, well, not surprising. Let's go ahead and throw it to Anton. <laughs> what is on your mind right now, Anton? Did you watch The Dark Side of the Ring yet? I was just I supposed did, to say. I did watch The Dark Side of the Ring uh, by, really quickly. By a show of hands, who's seen the, the Dynamite uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Did everybody? Oh, okay. We can't have that conversation then. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and have the conversation. Um, Dark Side of the Ring, the ended season, what was three? Half. Half. No, halfway point. Because they're, they're going to be, back they're gonna be coming back. Yes. Gotcha. Um, 90 days summer break so they can finish editing. Let me let me just share my first thoughts about it. I feel like he was very innovative, and he did have a lot to do as far as the influence with a lot of wrestlers around the world. Um, He wrestled a ton of different people. He had great matches. He did seem to be a little eccentric at times and super wired, which once again, knowing his personality, I feel like he had a super short fuse. But once again, that's just kind of who he was. Um, let me throw it to, I'll throw it to uh, Anton first. What was your take on the episode? So they had Meltzer on there talking about, you know, the stuff with him and Tiger Mask is really the dawning of what we consider modern pro wrestling. Like if you try, you know, look back, that that's the point where it stops being like 80s weird wrestling and you start getting into the athleticism and the weird shit. And, you know, his ex-wife talks about him using his body basically as a human projectile that since he wasn't the biggest guy and et cetera, he, you know, essentially Mick Foley, you know, would just take the most insane fucking bumps to make it look good and make it look real and was super fucking stiff. It's, you know, in so many ways, I know that that's truly what Mick Foley was afraid of was that, you know, he would end up being dynamite and looking at Darby nowadays, I have that same thought of hopefully that doesn't happen, which he has a thought about this. He knows that, you know, I'm basically using this as a platform to go elsewhere because otherwise I will be in a wheelchair, you know, but that's a, it's sad. It's very sad that he left his kids and just left and didn't see them for fucking years and having an absentee father and fathers. I know how that feels. That's shitty. You know, it takes a long time to come to grips and deal with that. Uh, but, uh, Definitely a fucking innovator. The short fuse thing and some of those ribs definitely weren't ribs. There's ribs, there's being funny, there's fucking with people, there's ball busting. You know, those are all good things. You know, and there's you know, there's a point where enough's a fucking enough. You know, some of those things definitely weren't fucking ribs. It's just being a fucking dick bag of a person. You know, but if he really wasn't that much fucking pain, 
Yeah, but does that give, does that give him slack no, to treat people like, like shit though? No, it does. It's like it's not excusable. No, you know, but it's you know, the Shawn Michaels being a dick bag. You know, it's not justifiable. But I also understand. But it's you know, it's it's not justifiable. But because I've been around addicts and people like that, etc., I I do and don't excuse it. You know what I mean? Like I just see both sides of the situation. I understand what's addiction and what's not. What's within their ability to control and what's with what's not typically. But. You so, know, so it's not a behavior you condone, that. but it's something that you understand. Yeah, comes exactly. with comes with the personality of someone who may be under the influence. <laughs> yes, I don't cool. know. My back hurts. Let me healthy on you. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's a load that, of that, shit. That's that's where that's not a game. That's not funny. You don't fucking no. just randomly fucking drug people. That shit's not a fucking game to me. That's not funny. If someone wants to do drugs, that's fine. Here, here's your drugs. Here's acid. Here's weed. Whatever. That's fine. They're aware that they're taking it. You don't just drop some shit someone's fucking drink and then they're fucking passing out driving a fucking car. Fuck you. That's not funny. What that's did not you, a joke. Hold on. What did you... Halcyon? Halcyon. Yes, it's an old school drug that they gave people to fall asleep and wrestlers called it age-bombing people. They would drop them in their fucking drinks and watch them fucking pass out. The Steiner brothers put it in a bunch of coffee and made a bunch of Japanese wrestlers pass out once. And Hunter Thompson used to use it to go to sleep after doing coke and acid all night and drinking when he was writing. So I've, you know, I know what it is. It's something I've never done. I don't care to fucking do. They give it to schizophrenics and psychotics to fucking go to sleep and calm the fuck down. So when, yeah, I'll when you said fucking joke. When you said doing it on his back, um, what did you mean by doing it on his back? No, no, I said no when he was. Um, not justifying it, but like saying I could see when he's in pain. No, he, I'm saying I'm saying. Oh, my back hurts. Let me just healthy on this guy because yeah. you know, oh, I'm in pain. Okay, you know? I thought I thought it was like, hey, let me healthy on on your back. I didn't know. I didn't know if that was no, like. No, not everything's right. a sex joke for me. Damn it! <laughs> I, know. I may be a whore. But I'm not that much. You guys, you guys are way more well versed than I am with with things that i have never heard Drugs. of that before i've never heard well, of that but i'm a human just, drug encyclopedia to be honest let, like because let, i grew up around on, <laughs> let's throw let's throw it to the butt real quick but uh between halcyon and other things are you familiar with any of these names of these products no not at all i fuck i don't know about that shit know nothing about it but but to get back to the whole you know oh, if he was in pain that might explain why he was acting the way he was. No, that's bullshit. That's an excuse. He was a fucking shitty person. Call it for what it was. He was a fucking scumbag. Those were not ribs. He was being an asshole. And I'm glad Rudo punched his fucking head in. Um, in Rockford, Illinois. Fun fact. He deserved he, it. Here's the thing that I don't understand. And, and okay, when it comes to ribs. And I, I've heard the whole putting a padlock on someone's bag, I, I, that, whatever, okay, whatever to that. But, like, what did they say they would put something up on the ceiling or something like that? Um, what they was that? Padlock. That's what they tied up their bags up there, pretty much. Yeah, and then uh, shit in people's bags. When, yeah, when did we hear about bag. that? When did the X-Pac. shitting in the bags happen? X-Pac, X-Pac. Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah, Orton did it to Candace Michelle. I, I just wasn't familiar with. See, that's the thing. I don't know a lot about. That's not a rib. That's not a joke. That's the, true. The rib. I just bag. I that's just being don't a dick know. Bag. It's, uh, we used to do stuff when I played hockey too, but you never destroy people's shit. That's not funny. 
You don't got a way to make somebody incredibly miserable just to be a fucking prick. So do we think all that, that stuff is? Do we think that that ribs have gotten better over time? I mean, yes. I, okay, hope because this generation of the guys in their thirties and whatnot, and in their their twenties, they're more into the video games. They're more into doing other things. But I just the whole padlocking and this and that. I just I've never been super. I never understood why, and I just never necessarily found it to be funny. Um, but I did not realize that, you know, before seeing stuff like this, that slipping stuff in people's drinks was was a more of a common practice than you would think. So the padlocking, I understand. That's at least half-ass a joke. You can't get in your bag. Ha ha! You're stuck in your wrestling gear. What the fuck ever. That that's at least half-ass. Okay, I you know I get it. Or the time shit people shit in knots. And watching them struggle to get it undone, oh, you know, it's a dick move. But I at least see how that can be amusing. But the fucking spiking people's drinks, or in Jacques Rougeau's case, after punching out dynamite, told a dude, "Hey, if something happens to me, a hit will be out on their face." Oh yeah, that was Which, fucked up. That's that's fucking you know that's fucking with someone's livelihood. Yeah, dynamite have a Napoleon complex to the utmost degree. Yeah, and I'm five five, you know, and I I don't have one, you know. I've made peace with my stature, had to, you know, because I've seen dick bags like that who can't handle their size, you know. It it it's uncalled for, you know. Again, there's ribbing, there's fucking around, there's having fun, the hockey shit, you know. Hockey players love to fuck around and fuck with each other. We oh, bust each other's balls regularly, regularly, all of us, you know. And sometimes people are like, "Were they joking?" It's like, yeah, no, we can fucking tell. Right. You know, but Here, the, here's drugging people to making the dude quit stampede, drugging him and painting him fucking yellow, shit like that. Like again, they're like I've drawn on people with sharpies when they pass out at parties and shit. That's you know that's like, different. Yeah, you know that's biker culture. To be honest, that's where I got hot that soapy moment. water. It's gone. You know? Yeah, you know. So, so, again, oh. there's fucking around and there's just being a fucking scumbag. Let me let me ask you guys this question. I'm going to throw this up on here. Uh, Jim McMahon says Missy Height and Medusa have talked about being H bombed. Is that yes? That's, that's yeah. being Halcyon. Halcyon okay. beer. Got it. Drink. Got it. So that's still what we were talking about a few yeah. minutes ago. Okay. Um, that's border. That's depending on the situation. That's date rape. That's no. No. So what do we think overall? I mean, it, it seems like I mean, Mike, you you probably knew him extensively when it came to watching him in, in on different continents and whatnot. Um, a great question that Travis Bohat brought up is, can we still praise him? Is it okay to praise his in-ring work um, for what he did and still basically say we, we don't necessarily agree with his outside life? Um, is that kind of in the same category? And, and I know this is going to sound odd, Benoit. but with the Benoit thing, are we able to praise what he did in the ring just as pure wrestling and keep the other stuff out? Or is it one of those deals where there's too much crossover to where we really can't separate the two worlds? Mike Cook. Well, um, no, I don't think we should let a man based on his actions take away, you know, his wrestling career. But since all of you guys have been saying like the same answers, I'm just going to go way out of left field. How about Dynamite Kid's daughters? Hot damn, they were. <laughs> You're going to end up on some kind of fucking registry. Watch this, Mike Cook. You know what I'm saying? That put me in the green zone. 
All right, Mr. <laughs> Buck. I'm in the breach zone. Sure, hey, buddy. Have at it. Listen, listen to the truth. Dynamite Kid had oh. Dynamite Kid. Look, here's what I will say. Dynamite Kid had some good genetics that he passed on to the next generation, and it looks like Fuck they turned out well. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah. I can separate the Benoit shit. I can still watch Benoit matches. I just choose not to acknowledge what he did as a person. I do don't I don't like the fact he's been whitewashed. Again, I can do it with Prince. I can do it with musicians. All in all, unless someone's a fucking pedophile or a child molester or a rapist, I can pretty much separate art from human being unless you're one of those three things and then I really don't have any love lost for you whatsoever. Let me, like let, the Jeepers, let, Jeepers let me ask you. Let Same me ask shit. you guys a question, though. This is an interesting thing, though. Do you feel like in many ways, whether it's actors on TV shows or actors in movies or wrestlers, we almost feel like, and I've noticed some people say, oh, that's a great guy. I love him on the show. He's so awesome. Yeah, that's the character that person portrays. You don't know who they are as a human being when they're sitting in their house or they're going grocery mm -hmm. shopping. We tend to make these, you know, People get addicted to certain TV shows, right? And they're like, this is must watch. He's my favorite actor. or She's my favorite actor. No, what you like is you like their abilities to portray a character. You don't know what type of human being they are. But I feel like in a lot of ways we blur the lines because we like somebody. Therefore, we, we kind of say we universally like them overall when we don't know them from Adam. They don't know us. Um, and I think that kind of dovetails really nicely into how many times we heard about this in wrestling. Do not meet wrestlers. Do not try to meet wrestlers. Do not try to get autographs. Do not try to meet your heroes because unfortunately nine times out of 10, it's going to let you down because the vision you have in your mind versus probably who they really are as a person are nowhere near each other. Um, and I'm not trying to be a, a pessimist here or a negative Nancy, but I'm just saying there is a lot of reality to that. I could love Razor Ramon, the bad guy. But you think if I met Scott Hall, you think I would have that same impression of him? Probably not. I had two um, experiences like on both sides that I can relay, though, because um, Abdullah Butcher, he was at a local show. Uh, this was like in 2000 or 2001. And a friend of mine, he went to get this, um, he bought a tape of him, like a best of in Puerto Rico, went to get a sign. And he was like, hey, Abby, I think you're the greatest, all this stuff you did in Puerto Rico. And then Abby's like, yeah, great, thanks. And then signed it and like threw it at him. Like total oh. prick. And I, and I was like, wow, you're such a fucking asshole. And he just kind of gave me a look and I walked away. But on the flip side of that, I'm proud to say that the guy, one of the guys that's in my Mount Rushmore, Terry Funk, I met him twice. Nicest guy in the world. He was like just willing to talk to you. He he posed with me in the ring. Like I got a you know couple of pictures and everything like that. He's a great guy. And so it doesn't always end up being that way with the people you really covet. Um, as far as Dynamite goes, though, like. I, I just grew up watching him in WWF with uh, Davy Boy in the tag team. And yeah, as a kid, I'm like watching him going like, wow, this guy can, uh, he can really move. He's got some, you know, great stuff going on in the ring and all that. But 
when I started hearing about all this, all the things that happened after that. Yeah, um, a lot of problems there. He was, um, I think a lot of it you can probably blame on Roid Rage. I don't know if that's totally accurate to say that, but I mean, you know, his wife was even saying like he was, he was totally fine until he started to, you know, really getting buffed up and everything. And then uh, he kind of went nuts. And um, if we can look at it in that sense, then uh, maybe we can blame it on that. But I mean, you know, you do have to take ownership of yourself. And the fact that he did that to his family is completely fucked up. Um, and the fact that he left and didn't see his daughters for God knows how many years, I couldn't imagine that cause I can never leave my daughter. So that right there, just it, that haunted me just watching that because I can't imagine my daughter having to grow up without having me in her life. Not yeah. an ego thing, but you know, like she, no, she's reality. had me there the whole time and, and it's just the way it is. So, um, we can respect his talents, but it's also kind of scary to see the fact that he kind of mirrored uh, Benoit, who Benoit was kind of like his student, but they kind of mirrored each other in weird ways, not the same, but in weird ways where, you know, Benoit's yeah. life came to an end in a bad way, and so did uh, Dynamite's. And um, we need to make sure we understand these things and really dissect them so we can try to learn from this and not have the same things happen in the future. I agree. Not everything is what it appears to be. Um, right. and, and it's good to have that nice level of separation. I'm having fun. This is a good time, but I don't necessarily think I would want to have a beer or sit down and have a meal with some of these people, but for what right. they do on TV for an hour a week, eh, I can get into it. I like that. Um, do you think this even kind of stretches into something else? I mean, you know, with kids nowadays, they idolize a lot of these different stars and whatnot. Do you think in some ways it's hard now to what you allow your children to watch or who you think is a good idea for your child to watch or to emulate because you yes. know more <laughs> than they do and you're like, this is going to go down a bad road? Um I don't know. I just, I just feel like th those conversations kind of dovetail because here we are in wrestling. We love these guys, yet we don't necessarily know who they are. But then you have kids who are even younger who don't even have a concept of the way socialization happens and what people do versus what people don't do. So, so that's why you don't bullshit with kids. Yeah, you're right. That perfectly. My parents growing up, like with especially with me liking the insane clown posse and fucked up music. My mom grew up a fan of Alice Cooper played Grand Theft Auto, my love of wrestling and horror movies. My parents were upfront about all the fucked up shit they did in their life, so hopefully I made better choices. And they also gave me the choice and, you know, taught me, this is fantasy, this is reality, as long as you can separate the fucking difference, we're cool. Just understand, this is fiction, and this is reality. Know the difference between the two. These are characters, this is a gimmick, and this is the real world. You know, as long as you know the yeah. difference, go on about your business. You know, I was given the choice in a lot of manners because my parents were oppressed in their youth. So it is a matter of choices. Do be attentive of what your kids are doing, but also don't be a dickbag either. Like, you know, you know, because they are going to make their own choices. And the more you fight it, the more they're typically going to do what you don't want them to do. Yep. 
So I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's the ultimate warrior or whether it's Ric Flair, who if there was social media in the 1970s, he would have been whitewashed as well for the things that he, I mean, we've heard just some of the stories, but I guarantee there's more things that he has said uh, racially uh, that have come out that things that he's said and done. And there's a lot of things that we hear them now because of the advent of the instant cell phone. Which the is nudity easy on the airplanes. Now. Yeah. All the it, nudity on the airplanes walking out and just throw with his dick tucked between his legs like fucking Buffalo Bill and shit. You know, that's <laughs> can't be doing that shit no more. You know? But <laughs> but as adults, we are able to say, hey, what you did in the ring, what your job was, we appreciated what you did. Yeah. Now, yeah, the minute yeah. you stepped out of those ropes and you were back to being Bob Smith, I could care less if you get beat up and thrown into a dumpster. Not like my problem. The, Rock and Rebel was on an ODCW show that I was gathering clips from the other day, and the moment I heard that name, I closed the window like I backed out and went to something else. But that's because I know guys an asshole. Yeah, so you know it's one of those things where if I know, just I can't condone certain shit, and I will give you no love. All in all, though, I can separate art from you know reality. You know, again, these are characters. It's you know, it's a gimmick. Yeah, just well, like music and musicians, horror movies and everything else. It's a fucking gimmick. Everything's fake. Yeah. You know, news, Walking Dead, what the fuck ever. Yeah. You know, it's always really glad to be. Just enjoy life, be good to people, have fun while we're here. It's a, such a short amount of time we're here when you think about it. Um mm-hmm. just let it go. It ain't even worth it. Um mm-hmm. and just try to learn from some of the experiences that other people have had and say, you know what? I know what I want to be, but I also know what I don't want to be and that's definitely one of them um i think a lot of the children of these wrestlers that we see on the dark side of the ring i feel like they're conflicted and what i mean by that is they want to show love to a parent because it's their parent but i also feel like once you become of a certain age you start to see things through a different pair of glasses and you start to understand who they are as adults as you are an adult and you start to see things on a on a more of a plane instead of here they are here I am I am subservient to what they are and I, you can see that you can see that they're torn they want to praise the, the the parent but then in the same breath they, they are almost kind of like embarrassed and disgusted in some ways and I'm not trying to throw shade at dynamite or anybody else it's just that's the reality I mean take the Jake dark side for example he didn't want to hate his dad because he's his dad. All he wanted to do was be loved, but his dad, oh my God. I mean, that was some of the most horrific incest stuff that I, I can't put my wrap my mind around it. I mean, picking up the kids around the loop and the parents were waving as they were getting in the car with them. I don't get that either, but hey, that's uh, just the way it is. I think Mike uh, Mike went to go make some waffles. But with that being said, <laughs> let's go ahead and we're going to do our uh, final farewells. We're going to start off with Anton first. Anton, uh, where can people find you? How can people follow you? What are some projects you're working on? And tell people about the services that you offer as well. So if people want to get in contact with you, that's what they do. Anton Heidnick on Twitter. I feel rotten on Instagram. Also both of those at Gmail because I have two email accounts. Uh, website being worked on short order that'll be a place where you can also get a hold of me find my portfolio see my work got to finish up the xbox video within the next 24 hours so y'all can have that by thursday 
get this other video project. It's uploaded to Google Drive. The man's just got to see it so he can give me some feedback. So there's that. Working on some music shit. I do mixing and mastering. I make beats. Uh, I can do recording if you live near me. Um, do video editing. I do Photoshop a tad, but that's not really my thing. I do the other media shit that goes behind it. I can score film and video if you have a video. So um, a wide eclectic variety of shit, to be honest. <laughs> it's, you know, I do all kinds of shit. What you need? So. What can't you do? Um, Photoshop, really. And that's just because okay. I can feel that it's like I, I do it some, but not it's just something I've never excelled at. But it's something I'm going to dabble in more. I can do bios for fucking people's websites, help people set up a website. Um, Anton, I was just fucking with you. I was just fucking I with know, you. but still, you asked. Really? <laughs> question. Any, anything to get my foot in the door and make money. And we will, we will continue to plug you and promote you. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it over to the butt himself. And, and this is a legitimate thing here. Uh, the coaster situation. Um, I know some people have mentioned that they do like the coasters. If we got some people who wanted some, can we throw them your way? Sure. Send them my way. We can work on something. Awesome. So uh, where can people follow you on social media if they would like to have more wrestling conversations with Christopher Butt? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at gotnoof2291, uh, Cult Beardo, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Come join the RIT, myself and Renegade, usually some... Pretty good conversation, a lot of foolishness. We'll hear about Renegade's dog, which just about kills me every week. <laughs> and that's about it. Very nice. Very, very nice. Let's go ahead and throw it on over to Moondog. Moondog, tell us the details of where people can find you, follow you, and all the updated details on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Moondog Murray, uh, Instagram at Moondog Greg Murray. And uh, if you live in the Chicago area, in Woodstock, Illinois, every Saturday night at 1230 Davis Road is Premier Pro Wrestling. Uh, we have a big show, Inter uh, Intemperance, coming up July 10th. Definitely make your way up. That is, like I said, 1230 Davis Road in Woodstock, Illinois. And you can support my streaming and podcasting habits, Shellshock Network on Twitch, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and uh, all your favorite listening apps, you can find our podcasts on there. And that's pretty much it. I highly recommend, please do me a favor, go over and click on the follow and subscribe to all of his platforms. Such a good dude. We have fun, we joke, we act goofy, but he's a great wrestler. He's a lot of fun. He allocates so much of his time to come on this show and listen to all of our ridiculous asses. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's I rush uh, over here to <laughs> to get ready. I was I was I, I was an hour early. I was like, "Fuck, I could have." <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> well, you you are, and that's the most important thing. Um, let me throw it over to Mr. IHOP, uh, and and mm. I'd love to know where can people follow you. What's going on this week on the Micro World Order? I know you got a big guest, and give us all the details. I help, huh? Nah, I ain't like that. Anywho, um, so tomorrow night's episode, we're going to be having AJ Orsini from uh, Orsini's Uncensored Mind, which is uh, basically a no-filtered wrestling podcast. Like, he has no filter. Like, he makes us sound like a Saturday morning cartoon show. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, be, pre be prepared for it. Um, Thursday night, MWO Thirsty Thursday edition. 
where we'll be having WWE Hall of Famer Johnny Rods. Oh, yeah. Gonna be a good show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Feel the thunder. And also, you can check out my merch, yeah. Because if you want the ladies to feel the rain, you got to give the thunder. So you have to go to tinyurl.com slash MWO merch and make them feel the thunder. I love it. I love it. I tell you what, right now, if I was a woman, I'd be prefer I would be producing some moisture. But I'm not. <laughs> I am just I am just Mike Freeland. Uh however, moist. You like, did you like that? No. I was I was moist like pancake batter. No. Oh. We're, gonna, we're gonna throw it over to <laughs> Liam Savage. <laughs> Liam, give people the details where they can follow you on social media if they'd like to continue this conversation. Uh, I am at Savage Liam on Twitter. Yes. However, I'm going to add a few that I don't usually do because I was just Ooh. thinking about it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Savage Liam 1978. Um, and I think on YouTube, I am just Liam Savage. I'm not 100% sure. But look for me on there. I have a channel with about 300 uh, subscribers. And. Wow. That's, yeah. That's really good. I'm big dude. time. I'm big time. And I mean you go. going on the, going on that world tour coming up, you're gonna be rocking it out. I heard you guys are hitting Ireland and Dublin and, and, and everywhere. Shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, as you know, my name is Mike Freeland. I can be followed on Twitter. It's just at Mike Freeland. It's real basic. Uh, go ahead and please do me a big favor. And I mean this sincerely. Go ahead and hit the, the follow button here on Twitch to follow us. Uh, if you would be so inclined to hit subscribe as well, that would help us pay the bills. Um, doing all this is, is definitely not free. So we have to do some, uh, some maintenance work to make sure that we can bring you this show each and every week. Um, you can follow the writ, uh, Josh Ritter on Twitter as well. Also keep in mind, uh, Thursday night, big giant episode. We are going to be in additionally to what Mike is going to be having on his show. We are going to be having Sean Waltman, uh, X-Pac, the two time WWE hall of famer. He's going to be on the show as well. And there's going to be a special guest joining him as well. I will not release any information oh. as of yet, but there will be a, a person joining him. Uh, or maybe I should go like this. It's 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 going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please, please, please hit that follow button. Help us get to what was the number we're at? 200? Please let us get to at least 200 and support us. Go on over to FRM Podcast on Twitter. Go ahead and hit that follow button as well so you get all the notifications. We have guests, you guys, that are booked all the way through October. Like, booked. And that's not including the return of Ken Shamrock as well and Warrior Wrestling as well from Chicago. So those two guys are going to be coming back as well in addition to everybody who's booked. I should be booked all the way up through Christmas probably by, I'm hoping, the end of July to be booked for the rest of the wow. year. So if you are an independent wrestler, a promoter, somebody who would like to use for our material as a platform, we would love to have you on as well. Uh, just go ahead and you can hit me up via Gmail or you can hit me up in my DMs. I'd be more than happy to talk to you as well. So 
That looks like that's going to do it. Is there anybody know right now on Twitch who we should raid? Should we raid somebody? I'm going to have to have somebody help me. I mean, I, I'm going to... Moondog is going to be giving me the commands to how do I raid. Moondog, what is the commands again? Uh, it's raid slash... Raid, R-A-I-D slash, okay. Space. Slash space, okay. And then whoever? And then whoever. Whoever you want to raid. Who should we raid right now? Does anybody have their Twitch channel thing up there? See who's on. Impact. As I say, Impact. <laughs> That's all I see. Is that impact, our boy? Yeah. Is that our boys? No, Impact, impact Wrestling. wrestling. Oh, yeah, it's Impact. Like, Re not talking yeah. Impact. No. no, no, like Impact Wrestling. Anybody else? Any other individual person? Anybody nope. on there at all? Nope. Nope. Nobody Which I know. I only follow like five shows. <laughs> okay. So maybe we'll just. Hold off on the old Raideroo. Um, that's gonna that's gonna do it uh, for Josh Ritter, who uh, had to step away. wasn't feeling too great. Um, he had to step away. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Yeah, um, that's not really my responsibility. Um, I'm gonna leave that up. Um, oh, hold on! Someone just said Zicky Dice is on. There you go, right hand. Oh, send in there. That? Okay, so how do I? He's do this fucking game? amazing. R A. What's Zicky Dice's uh, channel? R A I D forward slash a space yeah what's zicky dice who can tell me what zicky dice's um channel is and when you guys go in there just throw up a whole bunch of frm <laughs> stuff and tell them front row material sent you my dog will get it uh zicky dice on twitch so i just put all all together no spaces okay so raid slash space zicky dice one word Okay, perfect. With that being said, I am going to say goodbye. We will see you Thursday night for a special edition. Obviously, do not miss Mike World Order Thursday night as well. So those are the two big shows that are coming up. And obviously, Cult of Beardo as well. So, on behalf of everyone on our panel, have a great night. And we'll see you next week. Have a good night. Bang. This is working flawlessly. We're still alive. Yep. Eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. For the raid to work, you have to turn. You have to stop streaming. Oh, I have to end broadcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Goddamn it, All right. Good night, everybody. Wow. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Bang. Good night. <laughs> Love you, Kenny Omega. The world of NLW Radio never stops.